just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 27 episodes of One Tree Hill. And I'm Emily and I have watched One Tree Hill eight times over. Every single episode. (laughs) And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode five, I Will Dare. Keeping up appearances. My half brother. My half brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. I thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Now you're talking with you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere babbling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Bye-bye, <laughs> bye-bye. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. Hello, hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 5, I Will Dare. Dom, we are here, but we are not alone my friend, we are back with Day 1 Legend myth amazing day one patron emily is in the building emily how are you i'm very good i'm excited to be here again had a lot of fun the first time and i was so excited to come back for a second time we are so thrilled to have you uh we we've mentioned you multiple times since yes. since that episode because you are you are special to us all patrons are special but you you were there from the very beginning uh before we'd even sort of worked out what we were doing here not to say that we know what we're doing at all but you know um so thank you so much and you're also the first re-offender keeping up appearances of uh, a patreon coming on twice you know so thank you very much and uh, and i love that episode because episode eight it wasn't until we had that conversation that i realized actually how much that episode meant to me because it had is the moment with pete for pete francis song and untold and that actually sticks out as maybe maybe my favorite episode of all of one tree hill and you helped wow. me to discover that so thank you emily that's a huge honor for me that and that's one of my favorite episodes too so thank you <laughs> thank you and dom how are you, my friend? I am very well, thank you. I've had a quite a cathartic week, if that makes... Well, that might not make any sense to anyone, but I, I recently 
handed in my resignation of the job that I've told pretty much our entire podcast community that I hate. Uh, and I have a new job kind of on the way, which I start in April, and I'm very excited. Yay! Good for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's super happy for you, man. That is super awesome. And, you, and you're getting... I'll put you on, on Front Street. You're getting all the perks. They're throwing MacBooks at you. They're throwing logins, <laughs> new usernames. I'm saying usernames like that's like special. Passwords, you know, credentials, <laughs> an email address. You fancy son of a the bitch. Stuff coming, stuff coming my way. <laughs> nah, it's awesome, man. And as someone that's, you know, known you for a minute... Uh, it's horrible to see to see you not enjoying your work, especially you you as such a like positive like you are like a naturally cheerful person, and uh, it's not it's horrible to see you you know a bit down. So it's awesome that you've uh, you know onto greener pastures. What what was even better? I appreciate that. Thank you so much. What was even better is that I got to tell one of the big bosses exactly what I thought. And this isn't just like my direct boss. This is like his boss. And it was it was so good. I had 45 minutes of just telling him everything and it felt great. <laughs> no, 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 like no, like bridge burning or anything. Just like this is exactly how it is. And this is exactly why I'm leaving. And uh, he was like, OK, he had the geezer actually took notes. He made notes. It was brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Felt good. And Emily, you uh, you are in Oklahoma, but just just north of Texas. I know this from our yeah. conversation. Um, yes. But but you were saying that the weather's okay. You're okay and safe where you are. Um, yeah. So how thing things are okay in your part of the world? Yeah, I kind of live in Northwest Oklahoma, which I'm not too far from Texas, but we didn't get hit near as bad as Texas did. And we're, um, we share a power grid with a lot of different states and Texas has its own power grid and that it completely failed. And that's why everybody lost power and everything was freezing up because it was freezing cold. And yeah, it just was a horrible deal going on in Texas. But for me, I'm, I'm fine. We're back to, what did I say? 78 degrees today. It was barely, really nice. So and you were straight in there on the on the Naley bracelet as well. You you gave you yes. gave some money to charity, which is awesome. Which I know that I'm sure you would have done that anyway. But hopefully now you get yeah. the added bonus of maybe getting you right. know winning a bracelet and a Chad Michael Murray face mask, which I know that you want. You want that face mask, don't oh, you? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I have a whole little section in my room, One Tree Hill stuff that I would probably hang it up around. So. I love that. I love that. Uh, everyone should have a little One Tree Hill section. I, I have my One Tree Hill section is here, uh, but I have to have the camera angled so that it doesn't give too much of it because there are actually spoilers there for Dom. So, which is smart. <laughs> I just ruin everything, don't I? That's what you're saying. Well, well, you ruin everything. <laughs> just most of the <laughs> fun, actually, Emily. Yeah. So, <laughs> still the cool stuff um uh, simon just just for our own uh benefit really 78 degrees fahrenheit is 25 degrees celsius okay just because we don't we don't deal in fahrenheit here that's i don't know why i was it's all different i was gonna say that i was gonna say that we don't actually know well i didn't want to speak for you no. i was like i have actually no idea what temperature that is so <laughs> 25 degrees is nice yeah <laughs> 
That's 25 degrees is a nice day. So, okay, yeah, nice. I get that. That's a scorching summer in the UK, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 25 degrees. <laughs> That's a typical... Well, we had like a nice little breeze too, so it wasn't too bad today. Well, here in cool. here in the UK, if it's like a slight bit of sunshine, we have um, what we call like the lads, which is not me and Dom. Like, way they like straight away t-shirts off. We're gonna have a barbecue. Way that's. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know what that would translate to. Um, maybe like like jocks. Maybe no douchebags. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that, that's the one. That's the one. I got it. <laughs> That's it. Can I like take that. Credit... I think that translates in any language? Yeah. Can I take <laughs> Can I take credit for you using the word douchebag, Dom? I feel like you've I've take you've taken this from me, and I'm not saying I came up with the word. I've taken this from pop culture, but I I don't believe you were saying this before we were podcasting. Uh, I I wasn't. It's for the benefit of of the podcast for the m- most of the time. If I ever do say it, it's it's for the benefit of you and the podcast. But I I would reference someone who is being particularly douchey as douchey because you say it <laughs> All right, okay. is it also because you're saying it so you don't use stronger language is that part of it i'm happy to throw stronger language in whenever i'm ready whenever it's appropriate <laughs> okay emily before we get going i thought of um two questions that i want to ask all guests before we get going into this stuff that's that's slightly off topic and dom i'm gonna ask you as well okay oh god two things you gotta you gotta let me know uh your top five tv shows of all time yeah so it's like if you were stuck on a desert island what for the rest of forever what top five shows would you take what we got, Emily? Okay. One Tree Hill. Of course. Number one. Of course. Okay. The US version of The Office. Number two. That's in mine as well. Um, I really like Dawson's Creek, which was also filmed in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. That would be probably number three. Um, Boy Meets World. Ah. Boy Meets World would be number four. Love Boy Meets nice. World. And... I don't know. Um, let's say Friends. Friends would be number five. Friends is a solid choice. It's, it's a solid show throughout. Love that. That's uh, I love all of those shows. The only one of those shows I haven't seen is Dawson's Creek, actually. Um, and really? it's on my list because I know there's some light similarities. So, Yes. Well, Haley references Dawson's Creek within the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And she does again and then further episode down the line. That. I'm not going to say, but <laughs> it's not really a spoiler, so. Love it. Okay. And Dom, top five. Can I guess some of yours, Dom? Sure. Band of Brothers. Absolutely. Does that count as a TV show? Ten episodes. Does that count? It's a series. Yeah. It's an HBO. Sure. Let's go for it. It's episodic. <laughs> it's episodic. Uh, have you em, Have you heard of Band of Brothers, Emily? I have. I don't know much about it, but I've heard of it. Dom, give well, us a synopsis. This podcast, this podcast <laughs> is now about Band of Brothers. <laughs> well, so, Do you actually want a synopsis? Yeah, tell us. Sure, yeah. Sure, it's about the 101st uh, Airborne 
<laughs> regiment, uh, particularly based around a company of soldiers called Easy Company. Um, it's got some great actors in it and, and some actors when they were first like up and coming. So people like James McAvoy, um, Tom Hardy. Oh, my God. Tom Hardy, uh, Michael Fassbender, uh, Damien Lewis is is really good in it as well as like uh, Richard Winters. And it's all based on uh, Stephen E. Ambrose's book of the same title called Band of Brothers. And I'm looking around the room I'm in because I know that book is in here somewhere. But I can't find it. I can't see it. Um, and it's all based on these people's lives. And you see little snippets of the actual men in it as well. That um, They do like little interviews before. It's quite heartbreaking sometimes. But it's a really, really well put together series. Executive uh, produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Oh, cool. Okay. I'll have to check yeah. it out. It's World War Two as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you it's really good. Yeah, I watched it off of your recommendation. I really enjoyed it. Um, there was like nights I was watching it at two in the morning and I was like, I can't stop watching. Like, you know, <laughs> like I had to see it through. Um, Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. Um, and now it gets a little bit hazy because I'm not sure which direction you'd go in. So what else? So that's two. Uh, I think I would also take Friends. Mm-hmm. Friends is a is a given. I would take the wire. Yeah. Um, my fifth one. That's four, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll take One Tree Hill as well. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I need to complete it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What's What's your? Well, obviously One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Yeah. Uh. Mine should be pretty easy. Mate. We're gonna take last. Friends as well. Lost, yeah. Oh, Friends isn't one. Friends isn't one. Oh. I do love Friends, oh, okay. well, but it's not fuck one. Fuck you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Using my own shit against me. Uh, <laughs> Douchebag. <yeah. laughs> Jesus Christ. What am I, I birthed oh. a monster, Emily. <laughs> I see it. Season two, I've changed. You were such a nice boy when you started this. Um, <laughs> He has changed. Mm, has he, though? Or has he become Nathan from the beginning of season one? I'm not sure. Well, mm. Yeah, you, you <laughs> can understand, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, One Tree Hill, Lost, Prison Break, The US Office, and Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai's made it into the top five. Fear does not exist in this dojo. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, have you seen Cobra Kai? My friend Bailey keeps telling me I need to watch it. And one of my co-workers, Kia, she keeps telling me I need to watch it. So it's on my list. I haven't started it yet. I, I will soon. It's awesome. It's I hope actually... you call your friend... I was just going to say, I hope you call your friend Cobra Kia. That's... Cobra Kia? <laughs> I have to call Cobra Kia. Tomorrow for school, yeah. Nice. You can have that one for free as well. Okay. Nice. <laughs> you, uh, Cobra Kai actually has some some similarities in some way. You wouldn't believe it, but to One Tree Hill, there is some of the uh, the younger characters' storylines. There is some similarities, wouldn't you say, Dom? Yeah, there's, there's bullying and hazing and um, just you know overcoming general teenage angst and upheaval and. Um, kind of two separate groups eventually having to come together and then separating again and trying to come together is is 
there are there are some really good themes in it all the way through but it keeps it fairly fun there, there are some fairly serious moments but actually the majority of the show is pretty light-hearted uh, i really enjoyed it i loved it i i saw i watched it on the back of simon's recommendation and i finished it before him that's <laughs> yeah. how I mean, he had a baby. I didn't I, right, that's baby. what I was going to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> my baby has seen all of Cobra Kai, though. I watched it again with my wife because she hadn't seen it. And uh, so it's good times. Um, right, yes. that was one question. My second question is, what is a, a movie that is bad that you love? So a bad movie that you love. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a second to think about it because I'd thought about it already. Um, so... One that and Don, we can do this with all of the guests because there's so many bad films that we love. Um, but <laughs> there's one that I love in particular that got ruined for me. So I said it on like a high flyers um, uh, story a while ago that I had these friends I went to college with and they were very they were douchey, negative vibes, just not my sort of people. So I cut them and let them go. But one of the things was I loved the movie Batman and Robin, you know, the one with Arnold with Arnold in it and uh, his. <laughs> Mr. Freeze and his all of the puns, Ice to Meet You and all of this stuff, right? It's a terrible film, but I remember watching it at the cinema. I think it came out in like the mid 90s, like watching it with my dad. And he probably thought it was terrible, but you know, it was like going to watch it. And so when when I was like growing up, I'd still watch it. And even though it's a terrible film, I'd have these nice memories of it. And like, I these guys just didn't understand that, uh, that you could love a bad film because it's so bad or because you have the <laughs> memories associated with it so they they kind of like would be douchey to me about it so firstly fuck them and fuck anyone that doesn't enjoy it sorry for my language emily how do you feel about that yeah it, i've heard worse you're okay okay <laughs> so, on this podcast <laughs> yeah so fuck them and fuck anyone that is gonna make you feel bad for enjoying anything that that you like you know that's not hurting anyone else so i'm reclaiming batman and robin right now and saying that is my bad movie choice that i love because it's so bad now, emily what is a bad movie that you love because it is so bad oh this is a really good question um the first movie that came to my mind was after have you guys heard of the movie after <laughs> okay <laughs> it's based off of fan fiction about one direction okay Ooh. particularly harry styles it's so bad but <laughs> i still i still have watched the first one and they have they made a second one and they're making a third one <laughs> so wait it's a movie about one direction but it's like a fiction it's, movie right it's it's like a fan fiction about members of one direction right okay particularly cool. harry styles but it's terrible but you love it it's terrible yeah it's it's really bad but there's been a lot of people that really like it and i don't know but but it even if no one liked it but you like it you claim it and you be proud because it's yours you love it it doesn't matter if anyone else likes it or not it's kind of like a love it to hate it type of thing <laughs> i really feel like just <laughs> but right here on this platform we are empowering you emily to shout right. it from the rooftops you love it yes harry style fan fiction movie after that is terrible <laughs> but you love it enjoy it <laughs> and dom what's your terrible film i'm not i'm not entirely sure i'm a bit underprepared for this one i know you'll disagree with this because you're you're gonna 
love it. But Billy Madison is kind of up there because it is a pretty, in terms of a film, it's a pretty dreadful film, but it's like a quality dreadful film. That Well, firstly, Emily looks absolutely disgusted with you. Um, I, love I, lo- I love the film. Don't get me. Don't don't get me wrong. I love the film, but it is a pretty poor film, isn't it? Like as it's met, like the way it's made and put together, and who's it? it you know, set by Adam Sandler, obviously. I mean, shampoo is better. Commissioner <laughs> 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 is better. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I even shouted that out yesterday, just randomly in in my house. Which, so just the swan bit. Stop looking at me, swan. <laughs> Did yeah. you really? <laughs> yeah, just because it was in my head. So why not? So there you go. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like you know, it's not yeah. Oscar worthy or whatever, but it's uh, but it is uh, yeah. But you love it anyway. But I don't think anyone's going to uh, really disagree with you on that one. It's, it's kind of it's more the association with it because I know how much you love Adam Sandler, and I, I find that film. I know that last week I said that stupidity really annoys me, but it's about him trying to be less stupid, and that makes me happy. <laughs> and he wants and to go is... back to school so he can like run his father's his hotel business. Is that am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. Not... I love it. <laughs> back to school. <laughs> back to school. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. But you see that. But that's what it's about, right? So you you just said there you like you like it because you like it, but you like it because I like it, right? But there's some people out there that like they can't take in they can't take enjoyment in someone else's enjoyment. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Some people just want to watch the world burn, though, don't they? And that, weird, weird people. That's funny because that is a Batman quote, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you clever man. Okay, so before we get into One Tree Hill, Emily, you know the deal. We need to see that right hand in the air, and we need you to please vow that you will not spoil Dom for anything beyond season two, episode five. I vow to not spoil anything after season two, episode five. Dom, do you accept? I accept. Then open the gates to the universe, my friends. So (laughs) firstly, just to let you know, so we were just, I was about to tell Emily and Dom before we started recording, but I've had an update on some of our whale hunting. Now remember guys, these aren't actual whales, okay? This is a metaphor. Uh, for our our main cast so we have lots of great people that reach out to us on instagram uh, all of the time and love it love the interaction and i put a post out last week to antoine tanner he plays skills basically like an open invitation and this is this is what got paul johansson in i put a post out and tagged him in and said paul we're officially inviting you onto the podcast and uh he actually responded within like three minutes he was a bit eager, if anything, Paul. But <laughs> it was a slow week. <laughs> yeah. What did you say, Emily? He's really active. I said, he's, yeah, he's really active on all social media, but for sure Instagram. Yeah. Oh, because we only have Instagram. I didn't. I don't know. So is he is on Twitter and Facebook and stuff as well? Yeah, he's on Twitter. Mm, interesting. I'm pretty sure. But before I. Let me look before I say that. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm sure it's Fact true. Check. But um, but so I, I put a post out. He's on Twitter. 
Yes. It's official. Um, so I put a post out the same thing to Antoine Tanner and it got it got a ton of likes and I asked like listeners to and followers to like tag him in the comments and say, you know, say if you want him to come on the podcast. I had loads of people say, you know, Antoine, come on the podcast, you'll have a great time, we'd love to hear you on there. But he didn't see it. So the the man's got like a quarter of a million followers or something so you know it's gonna get lost in the translation now someone that uh he just reposted something uh from someone that like posted like a little video one tree hill thing and he posted on his story and i saw it and the person he posted it from is someone that has been communicating with me that's that's a listener of the podcast so i went on to this i went on to their page to be like how are you getting in contact with anton well, this person is someone that goes to all the conventions and, you know, is really into it. Uh, Angie, shout out to you because you made this happen. So Angie is uh, is followed by Antoine Tanner. I'm assuming she's met him. I don't know how. So I just slide into the DMs. Hey, Angie. Um, wait, when you say slide into the DMs, does that mean it's sexual? It has that sort of connotation. <laughs> That is not what I meant. I've been I have been with my wife for 11 years, okay? DMs didn't exist 11 years ago, okay? I don't I'm just using words. I okay. You shot her a message or you well maybe not shot. You sent her a message. That might be the best. I sent Angie a message on Instagram and said, "Hey, um I'm looking for a I just want how you know. Hey, how did you get? How did you get in contact with him? I was like, can you just say? Could you send him our post? You know, of inviting him on. She's like, yeah, sure. Two minutes later, send it to him. He's seen it. Then guess what? Little notification on the Instagram. Antoine Tanner is now following the Ravens podcast page. Shit, the best. Uh, that was literally a minute before coming on um so but what it means i was just quickly checking in case he's messaged or something uh but (laughs) but what that means is is after this i'll be able to message him and it will go he'll be able to see it it will slide into his dms you know what i'm saying nice and i say what up skills (laughs) so firstly primary folder not the general folder there we go now firstly come on can i get a bit of kudos for the detective work here come on Oh, so much. You deserve... If round of applause didn't sound stupid with one person clapping down a microphone, I'd be clapping. (laughs) That's amazing. I'd like to hear a clap. Okay, let's go for it. Come on, Emily, let's go for it. Yay, yay me, yay me. (laughs) So, well, we'll see. He's one of our whales. And if we can get... You know, we're finding roots into getting them on. So, there we go. Now, one other one before we get going. I thought this would be fun. I This is probably not going to work at all, okay? But Michael Coppen, who plays Felix, right, who's going to be on this episode a lot. We've got a lot to say about Felix, I'm sure. He has... I've been trying to get in contact with him. Again, he's got like 100,000 followers. It's difficult, blah, blah, blah. But he ha- he runs a studio, right, Coppen Studios, um, and that has got less followers. I still can't get hold of him. But guess what? There's a phone number. 
for his studio. So I was thinking, I'll give it a call, and I was going to say, you know, hey, blah, 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 we'd like to invite you on the podcast. And then I thought, what if I just call him live right now on loudspeaker on the podcast, and imagine if he answers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, go for it, because if he tells you to fuck off, we can always edit him out. (laughs) I mean, I have no idea. Sorry, I went off. Is that what you guys are still doing whenever that you want to edit something out? Yeah, well, we haven't done it. Yeah, so when we, it's a good, well remembered. So we used to say when we wanted to edit something out, we'd go, and we'd scream it into the microphone. So then you'd see the sound wave. But the thing is, we barely edit anything out now because we've just got so, if we've just got so bad with it that it's like actually we're we're fully okay with whatever kind of blue humor is coming out of our mouths but um (laughs) but yeah no that's that's cool him i don't know what the time difference would be i'm I'm guessing it's in california so that'd be eight hours so it'd be like 2 30 in the afternoon right now um so should we give it a go sure why not okay let's go let's find it let's find the page uh okay got a phone number i'm gonna put it on loudspeaker i don't know if that came through if it said you've reached a number that's no longer connected or Man, the the investigation starts again. Oh man, <laughs> I was so sure that was going to work. Should we try one more time? <laughs> no, <laughs> I I we forgot a whale by the way last week when I was when I listened back. Yeah, we we forgot Jake. Oh, is he a whale though? Or is he a dolphin? Oh, I don't. Why well, you have to tell me? I've only he's. Technically left in my eyes, so... Emily, is he whale material? No. He's more... I don't want to give anything away, you know, but he, <laughs> he could be a whale, but he, I love him. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. He could be a whale. I, I don't think that he would be like... a like a big one to catch if that makes sense he's no jimmy is he let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> he's not a rare whale <laughs> i was very excited to hear that you guys were getting jimmy on yeah that's for real that is confirmed yeah. um and Teresa is confirmed and we've got two more we've got two this week actually we've got john nordstrom who's the composer of the score and then we've also got um Brittany, who's from FWB, Friends with Benefit, they do the conventions in Wilmington, and she's coming on as well. So, yeah, but, well, he Brian Greenberg, I'd love to have him on. So, yeah, we just need to keep finding these little pockets of how to find these people. But, um, yeah, okay, let's move into this episode. Emily, as our guest, what character would you like to start with first? kind of want to go with your guys' theme of starting with Nathan and Haley first, but particularly Haley because she's the first one I wrote in my notes. Let's do it then. So tell us about where Haley begins. They all kind of begin in the hallway um, because they're all opening their lockers 
and they all find an envelope that has each of their names on them. And so that leads into, like, I think Lucas asked um, what it was, or, and then Haley is like, is it Brooke? And then they pan over to Brooke and it's, she's like, got the same letter and she doesn't know what it is. And so they somehow, it, just a quick little transition to Karen's cafe. And we have, um, Haley is the first one to go all in with the dare night. Um, Felix lays it all out and she's like, what the heck, let's do this. Yeah, I love that. It kind of showed she was just like, she's not afraid. She wanted to get involved. Uh, what what did you make of this, uh, of this Dom, and the opening in, like, the corridor? Uh, well, I, I thought it was a really interesting way of getting them all together. As soon as they started sort of looking around at each other, I was thinking, oh, well, this is this is a bit different. It, this has to be a, a Felix influence here. Um, but it was nice that they all kind of thought it'd be Brooke because it seemed really organized and like quite fun and exciting. And they all went straight to Brooke and she's like, no, not me. It's just, I've got one too. I would have, um, forgotten what everyone's locker was and, you know, I'd have randoms turning up (laughs) pretending to be Lucas. So that, that would have been a nightmare if I was organizing it anyway, or I'd, I'd just have to hand them to them individually and be like can you all mouth can you just give these out for me <laughs> that that's probably how he did it actually he probably got the information of whose lockers who from mouth maybe mouth opening his big mouth but <laughs> <laughs> well emily so um we get to the dares and if i guess Haley, she goes off with peyton right yes and then so do we next sort of get them is it peyton and Haley at the mall with the pickled eggs is that what's next yeah, that- that's what I have next in my notes. Tell us about that, Emily. Uh, well, they have these camera phones and they're supposed to take, I would assume just one picture would probably suffice. So I'm sure that's where that Haley was like, well, we could just cheat this and you could just eat one and I get the picture. And then Peyton's like, Haley James, we don't cheat. And she's like, well, you did with Lucas. And then she's like, I thought that was, that's one of my favorites. I thought that was hilarious. And I love that. And whenever Peyton bites into it, she spits it out right away. And then Haley's like, "Oh, cheating tastes so good, doesn't it?" <laughs> well, that was a nice, rare case of Haley giving it back to Peyton because we always say Peyton's always giving the the shade and throwing the spice at uh, at Haley. So it was like, "Yeah, Haley, and fuck you, Peyton. Sorry, it's really bad today, Emily. It's." late there's aggression inside and we're talking about Peyton someone someone said to me on Instagram today they said Simon maybe you need to speak to someone about this hatred you have for Peyton (laughs) what did you yeah you do you talk you you talk to me every week about it (laughs) but it seems to just get worse every week the more we talk about it (laughs) what did you think of this Dom uh the 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 kickback straight away i i laughed it actually made me laugh out loud there's two moments i really laughed out loud in this whole episode uh and that was that was definitely one of them i thought yes finally Haley's kind of fighting back and uh and sort of pushing back at, at peyton with all her stupid comments which is nice so it either means that Haley is now uh getting a bit braver or she's becoming a bit more like peyton hopefully it's it's the latter um oh, the first one i mean <laughs> um but i i enjoyed it as good lines as well and those pickled eggs were the the pinkest things i've ever seen i've never seen a pink pickled egg i would not eat that even as a dare 
I'd just be like, I'd pretend. I'd have to hold it near my face and be like, ah, and then not well, eat it. Like, the quality on the camera would probably be bad because it is 2004. So it might, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Exactly. He's never going to know, is he? <laughs> well, speaking of those camera phones, so Magdalena, uh, who, who you know, is an avid listener, um, she message like a long time ago and said i had to mention about how excited tim is over the phone and the phone is it is uh camera it's like what did she say like photos and video (laughs) which is amazing but then flip phones were like awesome in those times like they were did you have a flip phone emily i did i had a razor and I had I had a flip phone too. It wasn't a singular, but it was a Motorola. Nice, nice. classic Motorola. Motorola were like the OG flip phone flip yeah. phoners. <laughs> They're trying to well, like Samsung have a flip smartphone, don't they? I don't know if it's any good or not. But... Okay, moving and they on. Put the back. Motorola did, but they're touch screen now, and they cost fifteen hundred dollars. So Whoa. there's that. Well, I guess that an iPhone costs like that sort of money, doesn't it? So it's yeah. I'm kind of like Apple. Kind of have had me in a vice for like about twelve years on the iPhone. It's like I can't go away from it now. Like it's just. Do you have an iPhone, um, Emily? I do. Yeah, Dom, you have one. I have everything. Is have you got? Are you on a MacBook right now, Emily? I am. Yep, and so is Dom, and so am I. It's all Apple, everything. Once they get you with one thing, you just have you just do it all because it's easier. It goes together, and before you know it, they have you. Emily, you got the watch as well. I do. Yeah, seen the watch. <laughs> I've got watch. You got watch. Yep, it's not on. It's in the drawer, but I have it. Say, mine's on charge. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you got the AirPods in there, do you, Dom? Yeah, here they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my my ipad is in the other room too <laughs> oh yeah. yeah 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 i'm sure i've got an ipod somewhere yeah you do yep are we are we being sponsored <laughs> are we sponsored by them yet apple yeah i think so i think if we just say <laughs> we are then we are that's how that works <laughs> That's how we got Paul Johansson. <laughs> right? Let's just send Apple an invoice that... and just say, look, we've been spot we've been we've been advertising. You give us the money. Yeah. Give us some free shit now. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs a new watch. <laughs> so this episode oh, brought to you by Apple. Apple Podcast. <laughs> uh Okay. So... I, I have I have a question for, for both of you. Uh it's a, it is about it's back to Haley. Um, when they were splitting off into teams, it was kind of obvious that um, Felix would plan it so that he would have Brooke time. And we see an episode with Haley and Peyton, so we've we've had snippets and clips of them before. Now, the the majority of, the majority of the episode was away from them because it was you, you know snapshots of everyone. But I I thought the episode was fairly Lucas centric. Uh, on this one it, like it's kind of lucas and brooke centric but with felix in in the middle um had it been a peyton and Haley episode 
and just on them so from the snapshot of of them in the church which is actually really good like part of the episode and um the the pickled egg bit and the baseball um coming flying at them bit had it been kind of more focused on them would the episode been as good what do you think emily i don't know i think it would have still been good i i think it would have i don't know if it would have been as good i think it would have still been good because like you know if it was more focused on then we would have probably got to see more of the dares that they got to do other than the ones because there was a whole entire list that they had but like we we got lucas and anna and then we got um brooke and felix more of them so i I think it would have been good but i don't think it would have been as good Mm. what about what about you simon i think i yeah i agree with emily and i think that it's that what why this episode is so good foreshadowing for judgments uh is because i've already had several people write to me and say don't you dare let dominic bring the rating of this one down (laughs) i've got pressure on on my shoulders here but the uh well we both do emily for the oth community we must make this a high one uh but the uh, why this one's so good is because you get this perfect blend of everyone like you, there is it is based heavily on lucas and, and brooke i agree but you also get a good amounts of everybody and you get some more of the sincere emotional moments with peyton uh, and then you get some of like the comical stuff with uh, the Rivercourt guys, and then you know like Tim and Nathan. There's so much to say there as well, and you know Lucas's story. Like, and and it's all it's really well balanced. You get a lot, and what you don't get. Oh, and Keith's story. Keith, Keith. Keith. <laughs> oh my God. Um, hey, yes. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. So Emily's just, because audio, audio-based platform, uh, Emily's just shown she's got a Keith Scott uh, body shop uh, t-shirt on. Keith Scott body shop, and what else do they do, Dom? Towing. Don't forget the towing. <laughs> that, that's an awesome shirt. Where did you get this from? Facebook-sponsored ad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. I love it. I, You're um... not targeted at all, are you? <laughs> I, uh, the, uh, Alyssa and Michelle from Tree Hill Talk bought one uh, for my baby, for my son. He's, he has a Keith Scott, the same color, like gray little baby grow. It's, uh, it's awesome. That's awesome. But, um, Keith, yeah, there's so much. Oh, Karen. Say it, Dom. Karen! <laughs> um, it's so much, there's so much great variety in this episode. So I think that's what makes it special. So if it was just based on Peyton and her bullshit, or, I mean, and her story, um, then... <laughs> Bring it on, I'm right here, Peyton lovers. <laughs> Come find me. Uh, I'm not hiding. Um... <laughs> um but the i'm joking she's fine we love her we love her um if it was just based on her you wouldn't get all of those other elements so yeah what what do you think Tom? well i'm i was kind of thinking that their 
storyline at the end and their their conversation because Peyton asks her quite quite an important question and it's kind of how did how did you kind of get married and she explains like she was at home threw up <laughs> brushed her teeth flossed went to the beach got married and she's like no no but like how did you get to that decision what made you suddenly go yeah I want to be married and and she's you know she I can't really remember what her answer was but she basically says that she you know she trusts Nathan and she's she's not sure she trusts herself and uh, it was all this kind of emotion coming from Haley that we've we'd seen the fun side of her earlier but she didn't do any of the dares that's what like I didn't understand she made Peyton do all the dares um, and then we got to the end and she said, oh, I can't do this one either. I kind of want to, you know, go to heaven or at the end of it or something like that. She's made some sort of reference avoiding to that. eternal damnation. That's what she says. That, that she's avoiding yeah. eternal damnation. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that. <laughs> so she's uh, avoiding eternal damnation. Um, and But it's fine because Peyton is already pretty messed up. So she can <laughs> she can go and, you know, piss off a priest. So it's fine. Um, uh, and I couldn't help but think that even though Haley is kind of pouring her heart out at the end of it, it still felt really Peyton heavy and that it was, we we're being dragged to wanting to see more from Peyton in, in, in the episode. Like even, even the shots of the two of them together, it just kind of felt like we're looking at Peyton more and we're being directed at her. Maybe because we think, Oh, kind of Haley's married now and she's we kind of need to get the impression of settling so we kind of uh, uh, and Peyton's that still that kind of loose free spirit who's a bit wild and crazy and we find something major out about her in this episode uh, and it just kind of felt like every time it was just those two I was watching Peyton and I wasn't really paying much attention to Haley. and I just thought if this was a whole episode on them kind of like reversed and, and we occasionally flick to Lucas and we occasionally flick to Brooke would I be like as keen to watch it and, and you know the episode was a good episode and we'll go through ratings at the end and stuff but would it have have been as good had it been the other way around I'm I'm not as sure mm. yeah I'll stop talking now no, it's good. <laughs> I, That's good. I think I think we agree with you it wouldn't be as good so <laughs> 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 um is do we is is there much more that we need we should say about Haley, or should we move on to Peyton with that Am I, is there any key points that is just Haley singular that we need to discuss? No, I don't think so because she goes to the apartment after afterwards it, and then is with Nathan and Tim. So, yeah, oh, I like that bit. Yeah, then we can cover that bit, I guess, when we get to Nathan and Tim. So, should we go on to Peyton then? Where do your notes yeah. start with Peyton, Emily? Directly after Haley. <laughs> <laughs> So where where does she begin? She's in the hallway. Um, She's into it. She's into doing the dares. Yeah, she actually just follows Haley's lead and she throws hers down right after Haley does. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. Um, And do we... We said about the pickled egg stuff. um, So she does go into cheating because she's just not going to eat them. I... I've I've never had a pickled egg, um, but uh, the ones that I have seen in like horrible like we have so in the UK we have um, I know you have pubs there. I'm not a crazy person, but I know that it's a lot of like bars. It's kind of it's like a different sort of setup. We in the UK in like little villages, 
especially like the one that like Dom and I grew up in. Um, it's these pubs that are um, they haven't changed since like the seventies. They all have red carpet, don't they, Dom? Every one of these pubs has a red carpet. Um, it's it smells damp. It smells probably like Nicky, if we're honest. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and they'll just be the same people in there that've been in there for the last like twenty, thirty years. You you if you walked in the door, everyone would turn around and stare at you um, and make it awkward until you'd leave. But then on the bar, there'd be a, a thing of pickled eggs. Uh, but they're not pink; they're white. Is that your experience, Tom? Uh, that is my experience. Yeah, I think you've described um, scary old pubs incredibly well. Uh, and the, when I lived in Leicester, when I was at university, I went into a <laughs> I went into a pub with a friend of mine, and we, we thought, "Oh, we've never been in this pub before." And there was a reason we had never been in that pub before. I was I've never been so scared in my life. And do you know what I did? I stupidly asked for a pint of Guinness. Now, I. I do you get Guinness? Do you have Guinness? Have you had Guinness over there, Emily? We have Guinness. I'm pretty sure we do. I've never had it. Okay. So when, you, when you're pouring a pint of Guinness, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it probably takes a couple of minutes, but it feels like an hour when you're in the scariest pub in Leicester. Um, and then it's not a pint that you should be drinking quickly, but I tell you that, that as soon as I received it and paid for it, I'd finished it and left. I was t- I honestly was so scared of that pub. And they had pickled eggs on the bar. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. And they weren't sense. pink. Makes perfect <laughs> sense. And the other place we have them is in chip shops. And now, again, this is another very British thing. Um, and we've spoken about chip shops uh, because our chip shops are fr- fries, but they're not right. fries. They're like chunky fries. But um, I don't know. Emily, you're just going to have to come to the UK and we're going to take you to a chip shop and to a horrible pub. It'll be a great time. <laughs> i am down if you ever come to the uk dom and i will take you uh on a night out we'll go to the pub uh, but not uh, to a horrible pub for a minute dom will get a guinness and then we'll go you'll have you'll have a pickled egg and i'll just keep the car running so that we <laughs> and then and then we'll go to a chip shop um and then we'll just watch some one tree hill it sounds like a lot of fun i am i'm down and we'll do the podcast in person. That'd be great. That is a real invite. I'm being serious. If you ever come to London, you're ever in the UK, then we will be insulted if you don't message us. <laughs> I will let you guys know. Good. Okay. But we're probably not giving you any incentive to come to the UK. The pubs are horrible. <laughs> the the, 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 the pick... shops are horrible. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> <laughs> just the pickled eggs aren't pink. I don't understand why it was pink either. It okay. must have been very old. Or, so I, I don't know. Maybe it was like dyed from like, you know how Easter eggs, when you hard boil them, they kind of, the dye kind of seeps in maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't, I don't know why it was pink. Sounds like you actually know quite a lot about pickled eggs. <laughs> Maybe maybe we were just like seeing them through Peyton's eyes. She sees them as pink. <laughs> no one else does. <laughs> maybe that's it. Well, okay. So uh, tell us about Peyton then, Dom. So um, 
we've done the pickled egg thing. She just goes to the church. She's meant to go in. The dare is to tell a priest. I know, I always get it wrong. I never know if it's a priest, a pastor, or a vicar. Uh, it, it's a priest, yeah, a Catholic church priest. Okay, and uh, to say that she's been having impure thoughts about her neighbour's dog, but what happens instead? She says, I've been having impure thoughts, and then stops herself and just says that she's been in uh, a pretty bad way anyway, and is struggling, and misses her mum, misses her every day, thinks about her every day. And then she admits... She admits to doing something incredibly stupid and very dumb. And she did do the line of cocaine last week that I said, I don't think she did. And she did do it. I'm very sad about that. Peyton Escobar El Chapo Sawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Absolutely. She is Mouth's kingpin of drugs. And Jimmy's the one with the, the paddle. (laughs) <laughs> threatening those kids again <laughs> well you know how how marvin's called mouth peyton's now called nose <laughs> i still can't help but feel that she'll drag Haley into this world like Haley doing more with music um and wanting to do more with music and she'll be like yeah 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 i can i can hook you up with a gig you've just got to do like nine lines of coke before you do it or something stupid like that. That that would terrify me if that happens, but I can't help but feel that she's going to f- drag her down this horrible path. And she'll be like, Oh no, I'm, I'm not, go- I'm not going to take the drugs, but you're more than welcome to, and just ruin Haley's life. Mm, this is, it sounds like Peyton to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, just ruining lives. <laughs> well, what, what did you think of this scene, Emily? I really liked that she actually came clean and was as honest with the priest. And um, I, I still can't believe that she did it. Like, I mean, I know that it was pressure for pressured for her to do. Why is it every episode that I'm on? Peyton does drugs. Wait, what? One <laughs> unwillingly. Whenever. Oh the- yeah, of course. She has a history. <laughs> it's, it's Gabe's <laughs> fault. It was a Gabe through a gateway. That's yeah, that's true. Crazy. What is it with you and Pey- you just like seeing Peyton go in a downward spiral? I knew that. I knew <laughs> I knew that's the reason I liked you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, what what else what else did you think so of of this? Because it gets emotional. I mean, she gives a really good performance, Hilary Burton. She really does. And she gets really, really vulnerable. And like, I know I said this before. I like whenever Brooke gets vulnerable. We see that more often than we do with Peyton because Peyton kind of puts on this "I'm strong" and I. But she does get vulnerable, and when she does, she does. Hillary Burton does a really good job of portraying it. She really does. I have two questions about where cast are from in in real life. Um, my first one is where is Hillary Burton actually from? Because her accent, when she was in Confession, mm-hmm. she was saying something. She suddenly sounded really southern, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden wasn't really southern. So uh, I couldn't quite like. Well, there's one line in particular that she said, like I can't remember what it was. Let's let's just pretend it was like oh, I'm. Re- I've been really down. She's like, um, I've been really down. She she seemed really like southern about it, and then went back to 
the voice that she normally has. I, I don't know whether that was just me overthinking something or if that came out. She was born. She is from oh, Virginia. Yeah, that's what I, I looked it up to. She's from Virginia. Okay. All right. So, Emily, help us. Where's Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> Closer on the East Coast, but kind of in the South. I'm pretty. I'm not that great with geography and especially with the states, even though I live in the United States, like I'm more keen on my region of the United States, but I'm That's fine. If I, if I said to Simon, where's Cumbria, he'd be like, what? North. Yeah, north will do. Yeah. That's it. Very North. <laughs> That's a good, that deserves a clap as well. <laughs> oh dear. Too north for me, I tell you now. That's okay. nice. Yeah, Virginia is just right above North Carolina. And it, it's on the East Coast, kind of in the... It would possibly be considered the South. But not as South as Georgia and Alabama. Like, it's kind of like the mid-section of the Eastern states. Oh, fair enough. It just it, She just had a slight twang when she right. when she said that. That was all. But no, I'm not taking anything away from her performance or her emotion in that because... Uh, when she was sitting in there, uh, for some reason, all the the um, female protagonists in, in One Tree Hill are fantastic criers. They can just cry. Like One, it feels like they can just cry at the drop of a hat. Uh, and two, they just do it so well. Um, and her crying recovery when she was back out in the in the main part of the church with, with Hayley. It, and she did still look genuinely sad, but look, she was kind of like, oh, you know, thank God I've got waterproof mascara on because otherwise there'd just be stuff all over my face. Um, and Haley was like, it was seemed genuine concern back from Haley, like, are you OK? And she's like, no, I, I feel good now. And we we I've mentioned that I've had a cathartic week and it didn't involve anywhere near as much crying. Um, but no, it's, it's good. To, it's good. It's good to cry and get it out, isn't it? Uh, apparently, and... not that you know. You don't know about it, Tin Man. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you forgot that we actually know you. Yeah. <laughs> can't lie to us, bastard. You can't hide that dead inside. <laughs> we see it in your shark eyes. It's just... <laughs> oh dear. There uh, you go. No, that's that's, that's all I have to say about Hillary Burton. <laughs> I I want no, I, I agree. I want to add that I thought that was it was one of from like the sentimental part. That was my uh, favorite part of the episode was her part there in the church. And I am I'm someone that very much believes in um, like trying to make, make trying to make an amends for things that and and having balance. And if you feel like you have wronged someone or wronged something in some way that there is a way to balance it or to make an amends for it and to get balance in your life and that's where we need to sit is like in the middle if that makes sense um and i i i I appreciated that she was doing that there's actually something very much something like that i would feel to do i do have a question about that though is how does the priest know is are they just sat in there like waiting like how did they know like to go it's like a certain time frame that i would assume that they can that they're in there because like there's a um have you ever seen the movie easy a 
I have actually. I can't really remember it. It's Emma Stone, isn't it? Yes. Well, she goes into the confessional and she starts to spill her guts out to the priest, but the priest is not in on the other side. So that's that's what I'm basing this on. Is I would assume that there's like a time frame that they're in there. They they do normally have like it's like surgery hours. They normally have set times that that they go in there that will be like displayed on the outside of the church or something. It's cool. So, I, it's a good. It's a good setup. Like it's because it's important for the soul to to be cathartic and to get and to get these things out and to and to get balance, which comes from the cry kid. It's important. <laughs> it's important to have balance. It's life lessons from Mister Miyagi that I take into every day, as we all should. <laughs> so don't laugh at me. This is serious. This is real. It's okay. You can laugh. I'm joking, but I'm not actually, Mister Miyagi. Yeah, Good. Simon, you'll be waxing on and waxing off before you know it. You're trying to make masturbation jokes on this podcast. I was. It was almost a. It was a Mister Miyagi slash Tim joke. It didn't quite. Didn't quite fall. Anyway, Emily. There's people. Some no, people sorry. call it confession. Sorry, Dom. I'm having a conversation. Emily, I just want to apologise for Dominic's behaviour on this podcast. It's so unprofessional. Like, I keep saying to him, Dominic, people can hear what we're saying. We're trying to talk about One Tree Hill, and you're talking about... I'm sorry, Emily. How How can we do better? How can Dom make an amends and balance to you? Honestly, I, I actually, I actually have a suggestion on that. Okay, okay. let's hear it. So we, we discussed, we discussed last week. Um, uh, I believe the phrase uh, "shitting outdoors" had had come up for whatever reason, and and shitting in the well. <laughs> now, um, some people go to confession. Some people uh, believe in karma and rebalancing their karma, and some people just shit on a golf course. So I, I, I think we should just go and do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I wanted to bring that up with you, actually, Dom. So Emily, <laughs> Dom has a fear of of pooping outside. Um, it's not a fear. It's just I've never done it. <laughs> I just don't see the need. I'm controlled, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, I just want you to live. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying, you're, are you saying that you haven't lived until you've pooped outside? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> and um, in terms of living goes, then well, yeah. <laughs> there, there was oh, um, Emily. There was a kid once that that we used to be friends with. That when we were kids, um, he, <laughs> was, he was he was trying to he was knocking at our friend's house. And he desperately needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he like really needed to go, and um, and and the friend wasn't home. He wasn't there. But it's like the middle of the day on like a Saturday or something. And this and this guy again, someone we used to know. He was he needed to go so bad. Like he was, oh, gonna... he was so desperate as well. It was unreal how he, desperate he was. He was going to have an accident, you know. If it and so. Right. So he runs around oh. the corner and there's like, there's some like garages, just like gar- garages, but in they're like separate from houses. So it's, it's a non 
housing area, but there's lots of garages. And there's like a, a position where, you, where there's multiple pathways where anyone could walk at any single time. Like there's probably a reasonable amount of foot traffic at any period <laughs> of time, right? Um, and again, we're probably talking about like 1 p.m. in the afternoon on a, on a sunny Saturday. So he, but he has to, he has to evacuate himself. So he, oh god, so so he just, he just poops in the corner, um, <laughs> and then a bit later, the friend comes home, and he's like, hey, and he gets into the house, um, and then he tells all of us that about what has happened. You were there, Dom. You remember, right? And unfortunately, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so as as a group. We then eagerly, as probably like 13-year-old boys, went to see what had happened. Um, <laughs> and we just sort of stood around it like, yeah, there's a pile of shit, pile of shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, uh, he had put his pants above it, like a flag almost. Uh, pants we call under- underwear uh, above it. And uh, so we thought the only thing we could do is to set his underwear on fire to get rid of the evidence. We all then took a moment and then we left. <laughs> I mean, that that guy uh, has lived because he's <laughs> taken a dump outside. Well, Emily, if you were in that situation, do you do you, do you do you do you understand what he went through? Like he had to go, right? What can you do? Exactly, like. You can't fight when nature calls it. And the thing is, is that kid was Dominic. <laughs> it was Dominic. It was him. He did it. it he has it pooped outside. He has. It, it, we burnt. It wasn't me. We burnt his pants. <laughs> we burnt Dominic's pants. It wasn't me. I it think was. we all know it wasn't me. It was you. It was not me. Yes, it was. I promise you. We, we, we stood around it. We took a moment and we left. So anyway, <laughs> so Peyton's in talking to the oh, priest. He's quick to move on, isn't he? He's <laughs> <laughs> talking to the priest, right? And it's a really good moment. So that's that. What, ep- what character should we go on to now? Oh, wow, uh, yeah. My, sure. palm, my palms are sweating. <laughs> what character should we go on to now? Go on, Colonel. <laughs> uh, uh, no, seriously. What is there more to say on Peyton? I'm going to change your name on here to Simon Jackson Turder. How do I do that? <laughs> you can't give my government name out on here. <laughs> For that reason, I'm going to edit that whole story out. So that's fine. <laughs> no, uh, what what else do we have to say on Peyton here? Uh, she told Haley that Haley's a good friend, mm. which I nice. agree with. Haley is a good friend. I think Haley is a very good friend. Haley takes a lot of a lot of stick, doesn't she? But she got the opportunity to tell. I think Peyton was trying to be a good friend as well. She got the opportunity to to tell Peyton, you know, why she re- really wanted to get married and and kind of let her be emotional and 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 get her point across. Um, and then she said, you know what? Yeah, fine. Okay. I'll go into the confession box and, uh, do the stupid dare. And then ended up actually sort of confessing and then came out and and she did, she looked really relieved, um, and she looked good about it. And she said to, uh, Hayley, you know, no, actually I'm okay. I'm okay now. And that's kind of it. And that's, it, it feels like, 
she's saying that side of it and the the thing that I did in the last episode is done and I'm not going to do it again. I mean, she made that very clear in when she was in the confession box, but uh, I don't I don't believe it. I still I still can't help but feel that Haley is going to get dragged into this. Well, Haley's too nice and and too kind of. I don't know what the word is. Uh, let's just say perfect in terms of her character and her sort of sensibilities. Something has to go wrong somewhere down the line for her. I know she's had a lot of struggle with, you know, um, self-confidence and things like that, but that's fairly normal in, in that sort of character type. I still think that she's going to be dragged down this horrible path. And unfortunately, I kind of think that Peyton will either be a witness to it and try and stop it or be privy to it somehow I, I can't I can't really figure out how or why we will find out <laughs> what Emily comment I like to think Haley has a pretty good head on her shoulders and that even if Peyton tried to drag her in to drag her like you know drag her into this world of, she would still be true to herself and she wouldn't she wouldn't um be pressured into it because I don't that's not in Haley's character to be pressured into doing something just because the Peyton told her to or because someone told her to because even whenever the her and Nathan got married she thought it through like it wasn't like a quick decision she she didn't go into it like right away and she hmm. so yeah <laughs> But all, fair, but, fair but, point. but all, but all young people, or all people, we all make mistakes. We all, we're all human. We're not in. We're not. No one's infallible. Um, and sometimes people take a poop outside. Like it's, you know, we have, we have these things. Dom knows. Um, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, she was also. She is very grounded. So, um. Yeah, we we will see. Um, do we have more to say about Peyton, or should we move on to another character? Uh, I'm happy to move on. Emily, you happy to close the book on Peyton? I am too. Yep, we can move on. Who would you like to go to, Emily? Well, I have Lucas wrote down, and um, after Lucas, I have Anna wrote down. I kind of did it in like the little groups that they were in. Was how I wrote it down cool yeah that's perfect so okay tell us about lucas he's really skeptical about it all at first like he was one of the last ones to put put it in i think it was him and then brooke yeah, no brooke and then him that, that's what i wrote it down but um he he doesn't trust felix and he's right not to like this guy's new you know you don't we don't know what he's gonna do and we're not necessarily like prone to know, to know what he's going to do so like it's it's okay that lucas doesn't trust him but he wants to like show him show felix that he is up for this and that he so he takes the dare the first dare um which is a key to a locker at the mall and so he takes the key and the locker is filled with um, a sack of clothes to return and you're supposed to take a photo with the people to let that be known that you did return so but he's got to wear them there we go he has to wear them i have to say so dom you pointed out uh, a line on a very well recap by the way emily um 
Dom, you mentioned a line in the last episode that you didn't like that Lucas said, and it was like your, uh, you know, opposite of best line, like your least favorite line. Now, I had one this episode, and it was Lucas, unfortunately, and you know how that pains me because of my love of Lucas. But he had a line that I didn't like, and it was in that moment where uh, Nathan's like, are you really going to do this? And uh, Lucas is like, yeah, because he doesn't expect me to. And uh, so that was that's not the line. He says something like, oh, this new guy is good. And he's like, yeah, but I'm better. But I'm better. And it's, it, it, I didn't like it because it didn't seem like he would say that. I didn't seem like Lucas is like a humble, a humble guy. And he's kind of like, that's more like something Nathan would have said, like in season one. I don't know. I just, I just didn't like it. And I was thinking, you probably got sandals on. Like, <laughs> like what's, what's, he didn't, he didn't. But uh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean about that line? Yeah, I I noticed it too. Uh yeah, I was when he said the line, I couldn't help but think, but better at what? You've you've had nothing like this this entire way through. So what are you talking about? It, it was a bit of a strange line. I actually I actually quite liked Lucas in this episode, like to you know with a few exceptions of certain lines, but this was definitely a uh, Chad fan episode. Well, I, we got we got to see my nipples on screen again. Yeah, <laughs> perfect shape. <laughs> oh god! What am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> Nothing. I don't expect you to. You didn't anything. think they were perfect shape when we were twelve in a swimming pool, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't say anything. It wasn't me. You said it made you laugh for like the last two decades. <laughs> <laughs> Just said I remembered it. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, Emily. Oh, God. Trauma came back. These <laughs> childhood traumas that we're now freaking Emily out <laughs> Sorry, Emily. <laughs> uh, I, I really... So when he goes into the into the mall and he's giving and he's giving the clothes back, I really like these scenes. Um, and it was kind of he did it really well, and I think he kind of got away with it a little bit because it seemed like both of the women behind the counter in the stores that he were in, kind of, you know, maybe he was easy on the eye, maybe like as in okay. I I wonder if like Keith was doing the same thing if it would have been received <laughs> the same way. <laughs> probably wouldn't have been well that's not fair because keith's a good look whitey what if whitey was released <laughs> oh god that's I not fair keith. either yeah we love whitey as well i don't I know love we love them all but do you know what i mean like i think i right. think lucas gets away with it a little bit because you know he's chad michael murray yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> Uh, he's in my top five, I tell you now. But so the <laughs> um, what? Yeah, and he, he's getting the pictures. Um, I mean, what what did you make of all of this, Emily? Oh, I thought it was funny. Um, especially whenever he took the blouse off and he had the bra on underneath it. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it makes me laugh. But um, yeah, and whenever that she was like, "Is there any reason why that you're returning?" This and he said wrong size and she's like 
well, can we get you the right size? And he's like, well, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and you liked it, Dom, as a first-time viewer? Yeah, definitely. It was a, it was a good episode for Lucas, this one. Like, the beginning bit when he's being a bit suspicious and a, and a bit moody at the table and, and stuff like that, because he clearly doesn't like Felix and what's happening with Brooke and, and that kind of scenario. And it's obvious that Nathan doesn't, but Nathan didn't really seem to take exception to it. He just kind of, Haley was the first one to throw a name in and Peyton and he was like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm in, you know, I'm kind of on the back of Tim saying, come on, everyone, let's do it. Um, And then Lucas, like Emily said, was the last one to to put his name in. And he just seemed so Lucas-like at the beginning. And then when he started doing this, it was it was fun. It was like, I'm going to do it because he wouldn't expect me to do it. And actually, none of us expected you to do it. Right. Yeah, go for it. It, was, it made you it made you a lot more fun, a lot more interesting. Um, and it, <laughs> what really made me laugh um, was the, the... Actually, three times I got made to laugh in this episode was the security guard <laughs> who was like, hey, hey, cameras, are you seeing this? And it's like, it's almost like... <laughs> If I was the camera operator, I would only follow that guy around with the camera. I'm just going to follow him around because then anything he sees, I'm definitely going to see. <laughs> it's just like that's the only thing that happens, um, which I thought was quite entertaining. And uh, yeah, then he gets chased and, and helped by Anna. Mm, so we get the introduction to Anna. So should we sort of cover Anna with Lucas as we go through it? What have you got on Anna, Emily? Um, well, I have, she helps him escape the security guard and, um, she kind of gets his clothes back because I don't necessarily know how that that happened. You know, he still had the key to the locker. So I'm sure he had his, his original clothes in the locker. I don't know all of the logistics of that because we don't see them. So I'm sure she went back to get his clothes and he, he put it, he got his regular clothes back on. And she says that he'll, that she'll help him with the rest of the dares. Um, and so she she does, and they go and take money from the fountain. I've I've got a couple of questions. So I think he gets changed out of his clothes, puts them into the bag, and wears the ladies' clothes to wear them around the shops to get them exchanged. Happy with that. I understand that. That makes sense. Uh, what I don't get is where the key has been this whole time. So if someone could enlighten me as to where the key was stored, that would be great. I can tell you, actually. Um, have you heard of your prison purse? <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Are we done with Darren? I think we're done with Lucas. <laughs> Oh, funny enough, this podcast ended the season two, episode five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're taking some... was where I was going. I was where I was thinking the key might have been in his sock. That is the prison purse, is your sock. Dom's just got a a horrible mind. Do you know what, Emily? He he didn't have socks on. He was barefoot. He didn't have socks on. Oh. He was barefoot. That's true. Okay. He was in the shop barefoot. I noticed that. I was like, He's got, got really dirty feet from running around that mall as well. You've got bigger problems than like. 
Emily, do you know what I think is happening here? Is Dom and I feel very comfortable with you because we've you've been on before. You know, we go way back now. So unfortunately, Dom and I are being more of ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> like the what, unabridged version. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens. Um, okay, so so Anna comes in. Dom, you've sent me your prediction videos, but I haven't watched them yet. Um, but knowing you, um, I am assuming... Well, tell us. I was I'm... suspicious of Anna as soon as I laid eyes on her and she laid eyes on Lucas. She looks suspicious. <laughs> was it because I, I... the casting is like pretty much perfect on oh, like so they she's... actually look like brother and sister, right? Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be Felix's... Uh, identical twin <laughs> but is that did you have that prediction yes so i i sent you three videos the first video is uh essentially me saying and i think you'll probably post them before this episode comes out anyway so the the first video is me saying um uh, we're in the car with anna and she's talking and saying oh yeah i'm from tree hill and you wouldn't have noticed me because i don't I don't really hang around or go around with people in like tight leather women's pants or whatever, or something like something along those lines. And I paused it there and I said, Anna is either a plant by Felix to kind of catch out Lucas somehow and make Brooke feel jealous so that she'll get closer to Felix. That was that was my first initial um, prediction. But she but the, the main focus is that she was somehow related to or connected to Felix. Then we get to the next prediction, which is when, uh, well, well, the next video that I sent you, sorry, which was uh, Lucas about to take the picture out of his pocket at the end uh, when they're totting up the scores for the, the dares. Totting up the scores, sorry, when they're like, kind of <laughs> when, they're, when they're totaling the scores at the end. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, he goes to take the pictures out and I, I, I stop it there and I'm like, oh, we're we about to find out who she is. That'd be really exciting. And then he's he's putting it back in his pocket. I'm like, oh, a bit disappointed. If I have to wait another episode to find out who she is, I'm going to be a bit annoyed. I already don't know what's in that fucking letter that the girls burnt that I'm still <laughs> pissed off about. And I'm hoping there's some light shed on that at some point. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, he puts the pictures back in his pocket. So I was like, oh, hopefully by the end of the episode, I'll know who she is. And then right at the end of the episode, it's her lying on the bed. I pause it just before anyone else walked in. I said, oh, hopefully this is... Felix about to walk in. I'll play it here and see what happens. And then, yeah, he does walk in, which is great. And how how do you feel? Well, well done. Well done. You did it again. (laughs) (laughs) What about about you, Emily? How do you feel about Anna, like, as, as a character in this episode? And do you remember when you first watched it? Like, did you have that inkling as well? Or did it take you by surprise? I think I kind of figured out that she was Felix's sister just because they look so much alike. It was really good casting on the casting director's part. Um, But I don't necessarily remember if I was skeptical of her or if I like, I know that I, I like Anna more than I like Felix. I will say that, (laughs) but um, I don't remember if I, if I was like unsure whenever that she just popped up kind of, it kind of felt like she had followed Lucas around. She like spotted him and and knew, oh, 
he's probably one of Felix's ploys, you know, so. Mm. That, well, that's kind of why I thought she was a, a plant and Felix had <laughs> kind of talked her into helping him out um, because it seemed too easy and that she knew what was going on. And it's obvious by the time they got into the car, it was, it was obvious that she knew it was Dares and she's like, oh yeah, I thought that's what was going on. Um, uh, he's done it before in our previous talent. It's that kind of feeling. But I, that I just continuously thought she's in on it somehow. She knows about it. I'm very suspicious of people. I, a very, very, lo- very low amount of trust. <laughs> These tree hill people. <laughs> well, um, they then go and get some food or they're like in like an arcade sort of situation. And... Um, and they have a good they have a good conversation where Anna say Anna says something like, "Do you think two people can can meet and get to know each other without like the whole backstory, um, you know, about not who who we used to be?" And Lucas is saying, "Well, I think it's more about the person that you want to be now or who you're trying to be rather than the other stuff, you know, rather than who you were." Which I thought was really nice and is another reminder that this is what the overarching theme, in my opinion, of the entire show is and what it represents uh, to people. Is It's about who you're trying to be in the current rather than, you know, who you were before. I mean, what, what did you guys think of, of this scene and conversation? I, I actually wrote, da- wrote down what Lucas said um because he says, I, I don't really need to know the person that you used to be as much as the person as you're trying to be. And he essentially could have just said, I don't want to be anyone other than what I'm <laughs> you know. <laughs> he could, like... it, but it is that perfect sentiment, exactly like you, like you just said, Simon. And he is saying, actually, it because it, he mentioned something in his part, I'm not into hookups kind of anymore. And she says, anymore? And it's just like, it's a past that I don't really want to discuss. And that's what brings on the whole conversation, you know, can we really get to know each other if we don't know our history? And he makes it very clear, actually, that it's it's the in the now and it's the person that you want to be and that you want to become that's important. And and that's such a such a strong message. And, and uh, you know, you always pinpoint moments to me that are significant and that stand out, like your art matters and, the, you know, the, the pictures on the river court floor and and stuff like that and i don't know why but that to me stands out and that should be like a standout moment i don't know if it is but i feel like it should be and if it isn't we should make it one (laughs) it's official (laughs) either way then (laughs) yeah perfect and what i always i just always want you to get that like as in i know that you do get it but it's like that is the sentiment that to me is why the show is special so it's awesome that you're on board with that i mean what what did you think emily i agree with both of you um i i like this quote it's not who you've been but it's who you're you've been lately you know it's not about your past it's about how how you're doing now and like how your life is going now and yeah i agree i i didn't have that part wrote down and i don't know why I just kind of skipped over that. Maybe because it was around whenever the, they went to the photo booth. I think that I just kind of got lost in the shuffle and me writing stuff down. So, Well, and then, I mean, let's talk about the photo booth. So the next day is they got to go and get a picture. And then when they're in there, it's actually, Anna says, actually, you got to make out with someone in a photo booth. Now, this was interesting because um, 
This is the first time I think we've seen Lucas in control in a relationship with um, with a girl. So if we look back, we've got like Peyton. Uh, it was on Peyton's terms, right? You know, it, she, she was dictating what was happening. Um, you know, we could have had it. We could have had everything, you know, all of that stuff. Then it was Brooke. Brooke is now taking control. We're going into hot tubs in other people's houses. And, you know, she was, we're going to get multi-pack of condoms and whipped cream. Like, she was deciding what was happening, right? Then we get Nikki, and we've got whores on carousel. She's deciding (laughs) what's happening. She's the one that's saying, you know, ditches him at Karen's Cafe and whatever. Um, So all of them, he has been in the passenger seat. Now, with Anna... He is in the driving seat. Uh, He's the one that says, oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, you know, he's the one that's sort of... I mean, she she gets him to kiss her, but it feels like she has to... Like, she has to convince him to do it. You know? I thought it was an interesting dichotomy and and change uh, of the, the general position. But they do kiss, and then she, we're assuming, takes a shirtless picture... Um, did we have to maybe say this is a Mark Schwannism? I wasn't sure because we didn't see any of it, um, but could have been. We like to. What, what do we think? What do we think of all of this? What do we say? It's definitely implied that, that that's what she did, and I don't know if it was necessarily necessary, you know, for the storyline for the show. It there's no. But March one, you know, some of the things that, like, have been pointed out to me throughout the run of the show. That yeah, that I don't think that this one was necessary. I there's and there's more to come, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, and what did you think, Emily, of like you know their kiss in the booth and everything, or like did do you like their the the start of this whatever this is going to be? Yeah. I did. Um, I, I think um, that it's that you're right. That Anna pretty much had to convince Lucas to do it because he wasn't really into it. But once they did kiss, he he did ask if they could meet up again, and if he could have her number. And she was like, "No, let's just be friends." And if I see you again, I see you again type situation. So. And what did and what did Lucas say, Emily? Just dare night. It was just Dare Night, right? Is that what he said? I can't remember. Dom, do you remember? Which, which bit? At the end now. The... So when they're like leaving and they've they've switched they've switched numbers. Or no, he's given Lucas is given. He's Anna given his, his number. Th- yeah, and she says, "Well, you know, if I see you, I see you." And then, but Lucas says, "No idea." He says, "I dare you to call me." Oh yeah! Come on, guys! It's dare night. It is dare night. <laughs> and dare you to move by Switchfoot was playing in the background of that that entire scene. And Switchfoot. Second switch, time that's been on. And, and switch. Yeah. Sorry, gone. <laughs> oh, and that was playing whenever Nathan and Haley had their first kiss, which was the other episode I was on. I thought that was kind of funny. Nice little parallel. Yeah, just drugs and Switchfoot. Whatever he's on. <laughs> What, Dom, what did you make of all of this? The photo booth and sort of their uh, whatever this is going to be? I actually think slightly 
um, the, the opposite view to you guys. I actually think she's fully in control. She's the one that recognises that it's a Felix plan. She knows that she's Felix's sister and he doesn't. Um, she knows that Felix has set all of this up. She says, oh, it says take photos uh, with a stranger in the photo booth. And then when they're in there, she's like, actually, it says make out with someone. And she, it's like she's playing coy, but really she knows that she can she can get a kiss out of him because he's a teenage boy um, and she's basically, basically seen him undressed. So, um, and uh, witnessed some sort of key removal. So um, <laughs> she's, she's fully involved now. <laughs> wash that um, key though. Clean wash that key. key, scrub that good, get some, get some hand sanitizer out. Um, <laughs> anyway. And then burn the pants. <laughs> burn those pants. And she, I, I just can't help but feel that she, like, w- w- with the ending as well, she said, do you know what, I'll take your number, but no, you can't have mine. And that, that was a weird thing, because th- there's no way that th- through her number that um, anyone could discover that that's Felix's sister. That that wouldn't come to light at that, through a number. So she's done that for a reason. You know, Lucas can't ring me or text me or call me or, you know, whatever. So it's not going to pop up saying Lucas on my phone. That's the only reason I can think of. So it wouldn't pop up saying Lucas and then the brother say, who the hell is Lucas? That Lucas, what why are you, you know, what are you doing with him sort of thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I kind of feel like all the cards are in her favour and she's she's kind of got all of them and is is puppeteering it a little bit better than, than what we're giving her credit for, maybe. Interesting. We will <laughs> see. And it's good to have both sides of the coin. So, uh, do we have anything else to say on on Lucas and uh, Anna, or should we move on? I mean, obviously, he doesn't. He hides the picture at the end. He he hides the picture in his pocket, um, and then it's he gets uh, she, when they're both in their rooms. She's looking at the picture and then hides it when Felix walks in. We then discover that she's Felix's um, little sister. Uh, uh, one line that really bothered me was like, "Good night, baby sister." I hate that sort of shit. I just knew say, he was going to say that, yeah. Nights or something like that. Didn't even need to say that. It was implied. And they look like brother and sister. like, Or it could have been, yeah, it was just really like, hey, just in case you didn't know, hey, little biological sister, do you remember? We yeah. both come out the same womb. Do you remember that? <laughs> and it, it just felt a little bit unnecessary. But okay, fine, they, they've done that. And then uh, Lucas is ending. Actually, he's now immediately fallen in love with Anna because he's putting pictures of her up on his on his mirror or on his pinboard or whatever it was. And then uh, one thing that really, really bothers me about this show is go to bed, go to bed. They met at the cafe at midnight. They then dicked about there for at least an hour. And then when they went home, Karen's then strolling in at like one in the morning, going, "Oh hey, how was your night? Fucking knackered, Karen. I'm tired." <laughs> We've got we've got shit to do tomorrow. Lucas has probably got school. She's almost certainly got college and work that she's not attending because she just lets Deb do everything now. Like, go to bed, people. What is wrong with you? Yeah, it's true. She's out there <laughs> eating hot dogs with millionaires, just living her life. Exactly. Oh, he he had my most least favorite line of the episode again. By the way, we'll get to that when we get to him. Yeah, Andy did. Andy. Andy. Andy and, again. Not Andy Hargrove. Andy Hargrove. <laughs> well, okay. Emily, are we good to close the book on Lucas and Anna? 
yeah, I don't have anything else wrote down. Then who's next in your notes, Emily? I have Brooke next. Brooke and Felix. Brooke and Felix, yeah. Dare we? Where do they begin? Well, tell, tell us, tell us, tell us about it, Emily. Well, Brooke is the last, she's not the last one to throw it in. She's the second to last because um, when uh, Felix says that this, this goes on to Tim because Felix says that if Brooke and Lucas play, Tim can play too. And so they, they throw their cards in the, in the pile. And um, she is really, she was hesitant about it too, but she, she does it. Um, and so she gets paired with Felix. She, I don't think she wanted to be paired with Felix because she wanted to hang out with, with Haley and Peyton, but um, they go to dinner and she reads the card but she doesn't flip it over. So she doesn't know that they have to dine and dash. And she is really taken aback by this because, you know, she, she's having money problems herself. And like, she knows that that's wrong. And like Brooke has a really good moral compass anyway, for, for the most part, there are a few times where that she's kind of strayed, you know, but for the most part, she has a pretty good moral compass and she knows that this is wrong. And like, even though that she did try to steal in the last episode, (laughs) she's like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable doing this, but she does. She dines and dashes, and yeah. Well, and uh, I liked the... So if we cover Felix... That was great, by the way. Uh, if we cover Felix at the same time, so he says he can go on the girls' team because he counts as free anyway. <laughs> Tim's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah free, free girls. Free girls. <laughs> <laughs> love that part. I love that. I know we're not covering Tim, but I love the fact that Tim wrote his own envelope <laughs> and put it in. Did that get a laugh from you, Dom? It got a yeah, it got a little smirk. He he had just had a folded up bit of paper, didn't he? he just wrote Tim, and it was the like it was the most special writing ever, wasn't it? Bless him. <laughs> it's like let's find a five year old to write Tim, and you just know it was him. It was brilliant. Well, um, so he yeah, so he does um, he oh sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, so they. They're at the restaurant and Brooke can't get in. She's like, it's part of her challenge is to get in at like the hottest restaurant in Tree Hill. And then Felix manages and he's like, yeah, I made a reservation like a week ago. They're like little things like that, I think is actually quite endearing to his character. Like I know that he's like, he's douchey and uh, out there and whatever and causing trouble. But I quite like some of this stuff that he is a bit, he's deeper than he is then he comes across, I think. Um, Brooke orders the most expo- expensive entrees, two of them, because she's mm-hmm. hungry, because he makes like a, a insult about an eating disorder. Um, and then he leaves. So Don, were you? Did you? When he got up to go, did you expect him to actually be leaving her there? Uh, I wasn't sure that he'd leave her and be like back at the cafe. I thought, well, where's he going? Maybe he's going to. Maybe the next part of the dare is coming and he's going to do something crazy in the restaurant or he's going to the bathroom to do something stupid in there or convince her to meet her, meet meet him in there or something something like that along those lines. I wasn't expecting him to be like miles away and just be like, yeah, you got to get out of there. <laughs> it's on you now. Yeah, it's sort of, it made me laugh when he said, you shouldn't be answering my phone when she picked up the phone. <laughs> Um, and she was like, where the hell are you? But she, she had a quite a tender moment or tried to have a tender moment by saying, um, what, uh, I can't remember the, the line exactly, but it was essentially just 
that she's always been ignored like she's never been noticed and she means by her parents and mm-hmm. it's kind of daddy will just throw money at her to keep her happy and quiet and mum just pays her no attention at all right. and we still not met the the davises um i'm not sure we ever do but um yeah it just feels like she's kind of this sad in this sad lonely world when she's at home so she has to go big and extra when she's out of it and as soon as she hasn't got money then like the stealing the bra is something that she really wanted expensive and normally i can have whatever i want so maybe i need to just go and take whatever i want and see if i can get away with it and it's good that she didn't get away with it in the last episode um because i think that would have kind of set off a chain of events but felix is kind of feeding that again so he he made it okay in the last episode he's made it okay in this episode it's just like you got to live a little you know do do these things every once in a while and it's like okay fine maybe maybe it is that again that cathartic experience of okay i, I went there I, I ate this it was really expensive in france I, I escaped but she still gave her name at the front so i don't know whether that's going to come back to bite her in the ass somewhere down the line um i, I have to i have to be really honest last episode i quite liked felix this episode i really didn't i took a massive u-turn on felix in this episode and i thought i just can't i can't put up with the the nonsense and and their their episode ending with those two uh he it really annoyed me let's talk to us well tell us about the grave bit first uh, and then before getting there tell us you want to do it dom emily i don't mind <laughs> emily emily go i've talked okay. too much well, I thought it was funny whenever that she takes the next dare card from him and reads it, and it's like, um, "Go to the cemetery," and then she and it's like, "Well, good, because I plan on killing you anyway." <laughs> <laughs> Loved that, and then he's like, "I think we get bonus points for that." That that was funny. <laughs> that was but, good. Um, oh, the way she snapped that from him as well, right. and she had it open in like seconds. It was brilliant. But um, what she says, she says, "Bored and ignored" is the line that she says, and he's ah. Oh. Like you've never been ignored by a boy before, and she's like, "I'm not hearing you, idiot," or something to that extent. That's what the line was. Sorry, that I just thought of that. But um, no, thank you. Perfect. Um, so they go to the cemetery, and they they're supposed to take a picture in the grave, and like, I don't know if they were both supposed to get in there, but um, there's like a police officer coming, and so he he puts Brooke, Brooke gets in there, and then he gets in there too, and then they have to hide from the secure the police officer that was surveying the cemetery like it's one o'clock in the morning so i i would assume that that's a normal thing that police officers do so um they're in i don't remember if they had a conversation while they were down there did they uh I can't. it was it was just the, the hiding mm-hmm. the closeness with the hiding and then it was <laughs> a then it was a oh give me a boost up okay she's yeah. like what like you're, you're... make me muddy what do you know who i am kind of thing and it was just like well we're otherwise we're never getting out of here did i'm not 100 percent sure um because it was like dark but it looked like when uh that he actually was in his socks so that when she actually did it in you know for the filming that he was actually in socks so that she didn't get anything on her hands in real life <laughs> but i it may not have been um yeah. I, I didn't notice, but that's that's a good shout. I might might well very well have been. Yeah, I, it could have been. I I didn't notice it either. He then pretends to leave her in the grave, um, but thank you. Know, obviously, he gets her out. Um, 
and then so yeah tell us dom about your frustration with oh well so we, we'll talk about the the revealing of who won when we get when we've gone through everyone so forget the bit of the cafe for now but when he's like walking her back to the house because obviously they live next door to each other what was what frustrated you about this dom it's just it, it just became really sleazy and it like he talks about friends with benefits or like pretty much all the way through it and he, he did in the last episode but he came across as like fairly overbearing in the last episode but but like charming at the same time and in this episode he just felt sleazy and overbearing and it's a combination that I, I didn't enjoy about him I, I couldn't help but think like all right let's let's tone it down now mate and I, I thought he would do that in the restaurant and then he left and it was like, well, you got to you know, find your way back. And then at every point, it's all been about how I'm going to sleep with Brooke Davis rather than getting to know anyone or something like that. And I'm sure mm. that's we'll find out that's because he's, you know, constantly moving and, and never gets to settle anywhere and struggles with the relationship thing because long term relationships, he, he might think doesn't work, you know, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter what I think really about him and relationships. But I just didn't like the the sentiment of the episode like his episode it, it was really frustrating it was all orchestrated to give him time with brooke but just to it's like it's like he's chiseling away and he's just like really really chiseling away at her and really like winding her down and getting her to a point where she's just gonna go yeah all right let's do it just to sort of give up and it's just like wow just come up pop you know pump the brakes a little bit mate slow it down be a bit of a gent yeah i'll shut up now no i agree that's yeah that's true it did come across sleazy and pushy and just um the opposite of you know how lucas is and i say this because he gets up lucas gets a hard time but you'd never hear lucas doing any of that stuff Mm, agreed um i've I've got another question for you both so uh, emily you can answer first but if you were substituting Brooke out of that storyline, who would you substitute in? Just to just to make it interesting, just to see who's uh, who else we could throw into the fire. We haven't seen junk in a while. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> who I always call trash. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Simon? Uh, um, I'm thinking. I don't. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Would 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 Felix and Nikki be an interesting combination? Oh, that would definitely be like the ultimate power play, wouldn't it? Yeah, like Just evil power play. Mm. Who would you do, Dom? Um, I can't help but feel that he he would go after the the slightly mature lady, and uh, let's put Deb in the frame. Not my Deb. Let's get Deb in there. <laughs> <laughs> do you think would would deb date down we discussed this in the last episode always up never down she's had tim in his underwear <laughs> true Before. story that's a true story <laughs> no dan in this episode i just realized yeah. so upsetting no dan no whitey wow so okay. upsetting no paul johansson no paul J. um just okay think of that rating yeah <laughs> Uh, is there anything else we would need to say about Felix and Brooke, or should we move close the book on them? 
Okay, I don't know if I, I have this wrote down that um, Brooke is gonna think about being Felix's friend. Did she say that, or, or am I just did I just write that down? <laughs> no, I th I think you're right. At the door, he says, uh, she says, "I oh, will be friends," and he's friends with benefits, and she says, um, "Like she'll think about the benefits side of it." Mm. Okay. Like, yeah, that yeah. that's kind of like what bothered me as well is that she's now at that point of like well i've got no money i might as well sleep with the guy next door it's just like all right okay, okay. Well, <laughs> that's what she's that he says i guess this night makes us friends and she's like you know okay and then he says friends with benefits and it is really like that's really out of left field like i know he's been teeing her up like you've been saying <laughs> dom but it is really like it's like, okay, we're friends, so we have sex now? Is that how that works? So, like... so blasé, isn't it? Just so blasé. Just going to throw it out there. Just like, hey, you know what? I'm probably going to move in a month. Let's, you know, let's get this out of the way now. Crazy. Horrible. Crazy. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> no, I agree. And I, hearing you talk about it makes me not like that even more. So, um, Emily, who's next in your notes? Nathan and Tim are next in my notes. Ah, oh, Nathan and Tim. <laughs> Do you not miss your Tim time? <laughs> oh, I don't miss what? you calling it stupid things like Tim time. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for Tim in this episode. I really did. Well, um, Dom, tell that you start us off with Tim because you did a complete 180 on our. Uh, episode before last on tim so how tell us about tim in this episode tell us about how you're feeling about him well I, i've completely flipped my decision on felix in this episode so I, I thought he was okay in the last episode and i've really disliked him in this one uh that did not happen with tim i continue to like tim <laughs> which is good um it when he invites himself to <laughs> to dare's night by throwing his his own name in i thought that was genius uh and What's really sad is that everyone looks at him like he's kind of he's such an outsider now, isn't he? I mean, we we've all talked about how um, Mouth is the one that's like the geeky, quiet one, and they even make a joke about Mouth being out later than than like midnight or being out for the evening or something like that, which is which is the only excitement he's going to get out of this. And it, Tim is like lower than mouth in terms of status with this group, which I think is brilliant. It's great because he's like, he's like a varsity basketball player. <laughs> Do he's, you know what the, I mean? he's, he's the point guard. Exactly. He's the linchpin of the team, really. If you think about it, he's the man. But he he says, come on, let's, let's do this. Let's have fun. All anybody does in this town <laughs> is brood, pout and get married. I wrote that down <laughs> too. That's a quality line. <laughs> and made me think, yes, Tim. Yes, Tim. Well done. Kind of and um we've gone from having season one regular um background performers or kind of regular extras as we we kinda of call them over here. Um probably do over there as well. Um you, you know, with your skills and with Fergie and Tim and kind of mouth I suppose a little bit. Um, and a few of the other smattering of the others. And now these regular extras are becoming regular cast and characters, um, which is really nice. And, and Tim is, is kind of fulfilling that role now, you know, 
four or five episodes in, he's getting more lines, more scenes, more, you know, feeling behind it and sentiment. The same with Skills, you know, Skills, this is the first time we've seen him, um, sorry, second time we've seen him for like a long period of the episode. Uh, Fergie has had more than one thing to say, which is really good. And it just sort of continued through, through that vein. So I, I enjoyed Tim uh, in this episode greatly. <laughs> Love it. Well, Emily, where do Tim and Nathan go first on their dare? They have to go to a massage um, clinic. Is that yeah? Um, and like uh, a spa, spa type thing. Yes, and get the special. And Tim thinks the special is going to be a happy ending massage, <laughs> and so that he is jumping all over that. He wants the special, and. Nathan went, they're both laying there getting ready. And um, so he asked the woman what the special is. And she says, oh, it's real nice. And he says, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to pass. And uh, <laughs> it's just ready. And she says, it's a full body wax is what the special is. And then Nathan jumps up and is like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> and how did you, did you know that was coming, Dom? Or did you think that the, you know, the special was something else? No, I was absolutely convinced that this was some sort of waxing or some. I I initially thought maybe she's going to jump up on the the bed and stand on his back, and it'd be one of those massages where she like walks all over his back, and it's incredibly painful. But uh, I thought it will be something. It's going to be something that he's definitely not going to enjoy. <laughs> That's not how dares work, Tim. <laughs> I love the moment where he's like on the bell and he's like. The special, the special, like he's like so desperate for them to come. But you get Nathan being a little bit like um, cautious. He's like, oh, this is legit. This is like a massage, right? Like as in he he clearly is, um, you know, more evolved now and matured. I thought you was going to say something there, Dom. No. Um, <laughs> so, um, so... Yes, it's the all-body wax. And then where do they go to next? Is this then where they go and they're doing the Girl Scout cookies? Yes, the Lady Leprechaun cookies. I, I wrote Girl Scouts, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's Lady Leprechauns. They probably couldn't get Girl Scout because of copyright or whatever. Well, I love this, the fact that they actually even have the shoes. They have, like, heels yeah. on, a little... <laughs> what Socks pulled up high. They were fully kitted out, weren't they? They were. I loved it. What, what did you think of this, Emily? Oh, it's. I've always thought it was funny, especially whenever that they ring the doorbell and you don't really see them because whenever they open the car, Nathan says, "Oh, I just, I really hate this guy." It doesn't give us any indication of what's going to happen. So we get the door opening, and it's Nathan, and he ha- he has like a little script that says about um, we're Lady Leprechauns and we're selling cookies to empower our girls' future, and then. Strong, make us strong, independent women of tomorrow. And then you just pans to Tim, and Tim just has the cookies in his hands, and he's just smiling great big. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. And then the, she just pretty much slams the door in their face. And then as they're walking out off, Keith and Jules drive by, and Keith kind of does like a double take. And it's like, you know, did I really just see Nathan in a Girl Scout uniform <laughs> at one o'clock at night? <laughs> I love that part, and then, and then this then ensues with 
like the argument of Nathan, in my opinion, is a bit douchey to Tim. Like Tim is is like just saying, you know, he's just wanting to have a good time and wanting to spend time with Nathan. And Tim saying, uh, sorry, and Nathan saying, you just need to get a life of your own. Like stop sort of like trying to live mine or hanging around mine, which was really, it was kind of harsh, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did you feel about that, Dom? Uh, I thought it was really harsh as well, but you know, very unnecessary. But it's one of those where you think, kind of has to say it to be able to make amends. He, he kind of needs Tim to hear the truth because it is the truth. He's he's married now. He's got someone to look after, um, and someone that he wants to be with all the time and more. And he spent a lot of time, probably a lot of years, growing up with Tim and being, you know, doing stupid stuff with him all all this time. Uh, and it's nice to kind of spend time apart and Tim is obviously really struggling with that um, but he does kind of say you know stop trying to live through me or live my life live your own life but he he's really harsh about it um, but he you know he makes up for it in the end which is which is the good bit of it yeah and if anything maybe that it progresses their relation their friendship forward because it's like there is a bit of understanding and then I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But they then get to the golf course, and what what happens here, Emily? Tim reads the card, or the the kind of he reads it, and it has a typo, but we don't know it's a typo. And <laughs> like, dude, you're you're weird, or you're gross. <laughs> and so Nathan go or Tim goes, and he takes a shit in one of the holes at <laughs> number two. Because it's number two. <laughs> Dom relates to this one a lot, so <laughs> Dom saw this and was like, "Oh yeah, pant burning." Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, how did you feel about this, Emily? And how would you feel if you were playing mini golf one time and you're on hole one? You're like, "Oh, that was good," and you get to hole two and you see that in the hole. I don't necessarily look in the hole before I I do, so it would it would have my ball would have probably ended up in the hole first, and then I would have tried to take it out. And uh, uh, that yeah. miniature golf place would be getting a hard worded <laughs> letter or email, yeah. wouldn't they? <laughs> Bad review. Bad review on Yelp. They'll be like, "I'm sorry, Dominic was here from Ravens Podcast." <laughs> what did you think of this, Dom? I thought I get a really good comic moment there. I thought it was, it was very funny because Tim just sort of disappears, and then you're like, "What the hell is going on? Um, like, what what is happening?" And then Nathan looks at the cars like, "What is what you are sick? You, you know, you've definitely got you've definitely got issues, mate." Um, <laughs> and it just sort of happens, doesn't it? Like, there's no one else stops it. No one says anything. Nathan's kind of okay with it as well. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Oh, it's just Tim, isn't it? Oh, Tim. <laughs> what? Well, so, and then we get like the 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 end of their sort of journey together is when they're in uh, Nathan and Haley's apartment, and they say, and uh, this is like a time where Nathan looks like he's gonna like go to bed with Haley, and Tim's like, okay, I guess I'll be off then. But Nathan's like, Tim, why don't we? Why don't you play some PlayStation or whatever? And then Tim's instantly like happy again and he's like, Tim's in the house or whatever and Nathan's like, just say you're gonna beat me, Tim. But it's kind of like it's their that's their dynamic, you know. That was nice to see. Did you enjoy that part, Emily? I did. And I thought it was nice that after even after Nathan 
told Tim to get his own life that he kind of realized and that Tim is his, still his friend and like he's been with Haley and he's been building a relationship with Lucas as getting closer as brothers and like he's probably neglected his his friendship with Tim and he's realizing that and he's trying to make amends of that. Yeah. I, th- I think we need a Tim and Haley getting to know each other episode. That would be awesome. <laughs> that, would be- <laughs> that would be that'd be really good. Well, should we should we move over to the River Court guys? They're the last guys of like that are part of this dare challenge. And this is kind of the some of the more comical moments. Um Dom, tell us about Mouth, uh Fergie and Skills' adventure in this one. The first dare is at the batting cages and um Skills is like, Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's 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 hit um it's hit a ball or like the fastest ball, or something. And the fastest ball, yeah, fired at you and and sort of take a swing at it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. And then they read the back of it and it says, no, you have to be hit by the ball. And then it's immediately right, mouth, mouth. You can't put put the helmet on and stuff like that. I actually thought, oh, it's kind of back to the little bit of bullying that they kind of do with mouth. And mouth just sort of accepts it. And he does say, well, you don't see you guys, you know doing this because they're like oh we missed a shot you're gonna have to do it again and he's like well why don't you do it um and with their dynamic i thought oh is this just gonna be a oh let's pick on mouth throughout each section actually it became a skills is a bit of a wuss kind of episode didn't it which is which is quite funny it was it was good i really liked it well, I'm going to just give away my line of the episode here uh, because <laughs> when they're in the like the the zoo or wherever and they're getting the 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 snake or we think it's a snake, um, Skills is saying um, or Mouth is saying, oh, there's something about a guy that like stole a cougar or something <laughs> like that, and Fergie says. I bet the cougar ate their ass. <laughs> it really killed me. Like his delivery on it was so good. I mean, Emily, what did you think of of their dynamic and when they're getting the animal and you think it's a snake, but it's not actually a snake and all of that stuff? Oh, I thought it was funny. And like this sets up, I don't know if this is really a spoiler. It sets up an ongoing joke that skills is afraid of animals. It's... Um, so like he he's afraid of any of the animals. He's like snakes, no. And um, and then he was like, I would have said something about a fish. Like he said about going and taking a fish. Or am I right? I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, so they end up taking a turtle instead. And um, <laughs> yeah, it it was funny. I they're in all three of their bits were that they were at the karaoke, doing karaoke were that they were at the batting cages and even at the zoo they were all good i i really love the river court guys and this was just a fun little side part to the rest of the episode it's it's a great it's a great time love love all of those parts um well, if we we'll pause on them cuz we'll come back to them if we go on to if we move away and go on to keith um dom talk to us about keith because this is an interesting one for keith we have a young lady walk into the uh the dealership and he's there it seems quite late at night um and he's sitting around and she comes in and she immediately says 
right, this is exactly what I want. This is exactly, you know, what I need to have. And she just rattles off a, a, a price. Do you guys know how much she said? How much she was willing was to pay like for the car? 41471 Oh, close. Very close. I, I, I got that it's 41467 Oh, great. I was just guessing. I knew it was 41. Which is amazing. <laughs> Uh, and um, she just, she. I've looked it all up. I, I've I've checked everything. I know all the reviews. This is how much I'm going to pay for it. And he's like, "Well, if you're going to overpay me, don't you want to drive it first? You know." And he was he was really cool about it. I I, I really enjoyed his um, kind of sales routine, which wasn't a routine at all. And he he makes it very clear that he's not a salesman. <laughs> what, what 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 do you what do you think about it as well? Because you see Keith. I see Keith as, as the mechanic and he he wants to be that kind of life coach teacher and now he's a you know acting as a salesman what's your kind of view on it I know you can't really say too much yeah me uh yeah. I yeah I think it was good I like seeing Keith in this dynamic and I think that uh he's a great salesman because he's not salesy like he's he's not pushy and he's not doing it in that way. He's kind of chill, and that's what she likes and is responding to. Or what did you think, Emily? Yeah, and like it's not in Keith's nature to be pushy and to like he didn't want to um, over he didn't want to make her overpay. So he let her know flat out, hey, you offered me way too much money for this car, and I just need you to know that you did, and that I would wouldn't let you overpay it for it, and. You know, Jules comes in and she thinks she thinks she knows what she wants, and um, but she, whenever that Keith tells her that he's a mechanic, she says, "Oh well, I like mechanics." <laughs> she doesn't like sales, which, which is funny because, like we, yes, mechanics much better than salesmen, but sometimes mechanics can also be difficult because if you don't know anything about cars, like me, then you know you never know if you're getting you know you go in for like a tune-up and you come out and they're like well actually the whole car needs a new engine so (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's just the mechanics that i've been dealing with but um okay so uh they go for the test drive and she can't um she's not the best driver like she does she doesn't stop at a stop sign but this stuff's quite endearing i think to keith um like he seems quite quickly into her I mean, what, what did you think emily yeah he he says you know you just ran a stop sign and she like stops and she's like i did <laughs> wait i did <laughs> and he i think he does find it endearing and that he liked her right away and like he gives um when jules gives keith her number she's like that she wants him to call her so mm. It's really nice, and it's like Keith needs this. Like he's, he's he's been through a lot, and it's nice for him, you know, to have something new or have something of his own. So, I think uh, I think that's really cool. Um, well, what about we move forward in? Well, sorry. Firstly, she's played by Michaela McManus. Mm-hmm. Um, at Dom, she's famous um, for being famous and in things um <laughs> did you recognize her i did not no and and how do you feel about keith and her 
as, as a potential couple like are you into it yeah definitely he needs he needs something you know uh to continue the positivity that's that's happening in his life and he's Keith is my inspiration for for changing my job and uh <laughs> as well as the support I've had from from friends and and family uh if 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 Keith can go and do it and and start making a positive impact on his life then and why can't I Yay. so um, <laughs> he absolutely deserves all the the niceties and and happiness that's that's going to come from this I just still can't help but feel it's going to come crashing down at some point and uh, Dan is going to come back and it's just going to be like fire and fury, I think, is the only way of describing it, which is really sad because um, I want him to have the good times and the good times to continue. Okay. Um, just I forgot to say, sorry, on the River Court, guys, um, I know we're going to talk about when we get to the end of, you know, the them totaling the scores, but... Uh, they release the turtle back. And what happens there, Emily? Well, Fer- Fergie points out, he says, you guys know that was a saltwater turtle, right? So they pretty much murdered that turtle because he ain't going to survive in the river that doesn't have salt in it. It's so sad. It is sad. It's so sad. Fergie's got this great way of like being very non-expressant the whole time he's kind of like just straight faced about everything and i liked his line when um mouse like why can't one of you why can't you do have a turn and uh skills is like i'm working the camera and uh fergie's like and i'm helping him (laughs) (laughs) i love we have to sort of talk about the karaoke because as soon as they the karaoke as soon as they said there were that Oh, as soon as they said karaoke's coming and they were like, mouth, they both they both said mouth at the same time. And then all of a sudden I'm like, no, no, that that's baby got back. <laughs> and then just like immediately mouth is like rapping away to Sir Mix-a-Lot on this stage. And at first he's getting like almost booed. There's a lot of groans from, from the ladies in the audience. And then all of a sudden he is like superstar. Yeah. He is a hit and they're, they're loving it. They are loving it. Marvin Malvick Fadden is either beating Jimmy and kids in Colombia, or he's on that stage <laughs> rapping away. What, what did you think of of Baby Got Back by by Marvin Emily? I loved it, um, and I know this from um, some of the commentary. From I think I don't remember if this episode had commentary, but and it could have been just from the um, Tree Hill Talks podcast that um, Mark Schwann saw mouth dance one night at a club that they were at and so he broke that into the episode and like they must have done karaoke too because that was something else that got wrote into this episode so and that was like a common theme that um stuff that happened in their real life would get wrote into the show so oh that's cool yeah that's cool awesome i like that um very cool Okay, so uh, then we move forward with, um, so we've got Keith. So last but not least, we'll go back to the totaling of the scores. um, But let's go over to Karen. Dom, tell us about Karen and Andy. Karen goes to visit Andy. uh, is, Is it his office? I can't really work out where they are. Yeah, his office at the college, I think. Oh, okay, 
Um, I have Andy was the other accent question, so I'm not allowed to look anyone up or anything. But he is, I don't. He doesn't sound American. New from New Zealand, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Is he meant to be American? No. No. Oh, he's not. Okay, is that is that mentioned in the last episode? No, it hasn't been mentioned. But he's oh, okay. he's, he's Kiwi in real life. And oh, okay. in, and in the show, yeah. Because I thought his accent, I thought he was trying to be American, but then his accent was a bit, a bit odd. I couldn't place it. I couldn't work out where he's from. Um, but now you said he's from New Zealand. Okay, that's cool. Um, you know, that's actually... now going to be the accent for the Raven show at the end, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> the accent. I'm not good at accents <laughs> at all. Well, you're on the right place then. Yeah, yeah, you've come <laughs> to the right location. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, go on, Dom. Andy um, is putting the picture or like the album cover art up on his wall and Karen sort of appears and says, oh, a little bit more to the left. Um, and she is kind of there to ask him why he turns up to the coffee shop every morning. It's It's a little bit awkward. Would he do that to other students? Probably, almost certainly, definitely, hopefully not. Um, and as she's kind of getting into that part of the conversation, saying it's a little bit strange, I, I, are you doing it for an ulterior motive? Um, he says, in some cultures, you can buy coffee without having to actually have sex with the coffee with a cafe owner. Uh, those cultures aren't nearly as much fun for me. But you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a great line. So he had one of the best lines, but he also had one of the worst lines of the episode, or one line that I really didn't enjoy. But we can get to that later. That's fine. Well, Dom is. Um... Actually, let me ask Emily first, because I know that you will know, because you're all into music and stuff. Emily, are you familiar with the Constantines? I am not. Me neither. Dom? That makes three of us, unfortunately. No way. You always know this stuff. (laughs) I've never heard of them. Okay, great. So, just Andy on his own then, and Lucas. (laughs) Lucas has a CD. Yeah, it says that Karen's, Karen's hip. (laughs) <laughs> at like two in the morning after their long <laughs> night honestly go to bed well emily what's uh what happens with karen then after this with andy that i don't necessarily know how he convinces her they go and get it they go and get a hot dog they're gonna go they go out and talk and they end up going and getting hot dogs and um they, they when they're talking andy asks or tells karen that it's very admirable for her to be going back to college in her 20s and she's like eh. and he's like early 30s and she's like changes the subject real quick and like and then she tells him that she has a son she doesn't mention how old her son is but she tells him that, that she has a son and that she is older than her early 30s so um when they go and get hot dogs karen's like well i am out with a millionaire i'm gonna get chili on mine or he says something like it's all on me and she's like well i'm gonna get chili on my hot dog <laughs> this is this is the point where the line i didn't like is said where he says i want you to have anything you like i'm rich you know mm. don't like that sort of thing there's no need for it we know you're a million i know he's meant to be funny and he's joking but all right mate let's put <laughs> it's like pretty woman i'm gonna lie i'll give you I'll give you however much money you want to just be a prostitute in my presence kind of thing. It's just that's kind of that sentiment to it, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think, I <laughs> I'm think glad you was... both agreed with me there. You're both nodding. So. <laughs> it's, just, it's just politeness. We're <laughs> I think I think he's he's playing it like he's 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 supposed to be charming. I think he but, thinks um... he's Richard Gere. He thinks she's Julia Roberts, and that it's all going to be a wonderful relationship at the end. She's going to go into a shop and get laughed at, and then later on, she's going to have the opportunity to go back and go. Big mistake. Work on commission. <laughs> big, big mistake. That's Didn't it. put chili on my hot dog. Big mistake. <laughs> uh, okay, and then she does. She turn up later at his at his office again. I think she does. What happened? It, it's yeah. The... They go. They, they go back to his office. I think they that she walks him. Because she's probably went to talk to him, you know, because he's her professor. So she had probably drove her car up there. So she had to go back anyway to go back. That that would just be my assumption. I think out of the two of them, she's the older responsible adult. So she has to make sure he gets home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how does it end with them two? Oh, me or Dom? <laughs> sure. No, you go, Emily. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Karen asks... Um, if she didn't misread the cafe visit, or she asked, did she misread it? And he said, no, you didn't misread the cafe visit, but he's interested in her. Mm, cash down. That's what he's, he's in. He's doubling up on the chips. Um, <laughs> chips, chips, chips. <laughs> literally just buying her chips. <laughs> fries. Do, do you have chips over there? Like, do you have what, like, chunky fries that are like, does it exist? We have like potato wedges. They're like potato wedges, but without like the crispy outside. They're. I don't know. When it, next I'll... time you have chips, picture. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. <laughs> but uh, okay, who who's who's next? Oh, That's... well, uh, should we go back to the to the end? The Dom, talk right. us through what happens when they're tallying up the scores. Tallying up the score, we realise that uh, it, it levels off at one point and then all of a sudden they have to do like a tiebreaker. Uh, and the tiebreaker is kiss a member of your own team on the mouth. And uh, it's the really good moment where Brooke goes, oh, fine, and goes and puts her hand on Felix's shoulder and just like shoves him out of the way and quickly kisses uh, Peyton on the, on the lips. Which have have you seen all these Instagram videos going around where I know it sounds very strange, but or like I think they're on TikTok, but I see them on Instagram because I don't have TikTok. Where like two girls will like be doing like a silly dance, and one will kiss the other, and then like one of them's like stunned and amazed, and then it will it will flick to a video of two blokes, and they're doing something silly, and then all of a sudden one will try and kiss the other, and it. It becomes like a scrap or a fight or one runs away or something like that. I was kind of hoping that they'd do, th- like, that would be perfect for this episode where, like, um, Brooke surprises Peyton with a kiss and it's like, oh, ha, 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 and they, like, have a little laugh and a, and a hug and then Tim just looks at Nathan like, that could be us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, run away, run away, run away. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I called it Tic Tac earlier, I thought. <laughs> by accident minty fresh social media um 
Well, Lucas could have won the game, but he decides not to. Um, well, it would have opened up a whole can of weird worms, wouldn't it? Because it would have been like, Anna, why are you interrupting my dare games again? Do you think that Lucas didn't show the picture because it would have made things complicated with Brooke and Peyton? When do you think he kept it because he's like, no, I'm not going to use this to as an advantage for a game. Like this was this meant more to me than just a game. Like where do you guys what side of the coin do you go to, Emily? That's always how I have perceived it that Lucas um that this was something that meant more to him than the game. And like it was something that just for him and like he didn't have to share that with Felix because Felix is arrogant and he and you know, so that's how he's always how I've perceived that. Nice, Dom. He he got it out to show it, didn't he? His intention at, at one point was to go, well, oh, look, it happened, so we kind of won because he wanted to win and get one over Felix. But I think it then sort of boils down to everyone's emotions. So he had a nice night with this person uh, that he may or may not see again, and it's kind of like special and something that he's going to remember and. This is someone that doesn't know him. It's not part of that group. So he can be who he wants to be with that person. He could be his either his true self or he could be someone else. It doesn't really matter um, so far in, in his head. But also he's got Peyton and Brooke to consider who he's had, you know, a strange, uh, become estranged, you know, because of his previous relationships with them. But there's also still that spark with Peyton, isn't there? And Peyton's feelings for him as well. Um, although Brooks' emotional side is referenced more in this episode um, about how kind of tragic her and uh, Lucas's relationship was, the um, spark between him and Peyton is still kind of there. You still feel it, you still sort of sense it, and it's still almost like taboo. They don't want to mention it because it will ruin things, so it's sort of brushed over but that tension is still there so I actually think um, he was doing it to save her feelings more than his own if that makes sense mm. layered <laughs> deep deep character Very. love it okay well, anything else to say about this episode before we get to our judgments Emily anything else Andy tells Karen that he wants to invest in um her new business that she has shown Deb. That's a good point. And Dom, you predicted that on the last episode. Uh, And she says no. She says no, doesn't she? She turns him down, which I I think is the the right thing to do. If your uh, college professor is trying to get you into bed and then is all of a sudden asking you for a lot of money, (laughs) he's basically trying to pretty woman you. So... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Anything else that we missed? I don't think so. I think what tends to happen is anything yeah. we do miss, we remember it by the time we get to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you really enjoyed this episode, and how could you not? Then please listen to this to find out how to access our Patreon and all of our bonus content. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. You just became a raven. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. 
But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. I don't know, you'd be off somewhere babbling wearing a dress you will receive one week early release on all episodes as well as exclusive access to our one tree hill monthly bonus episodes access to the mighty 90s movie and tv podcast episodes and a patron shout out on the podcast the second tier varsity look i've got an opening in my lineup varsity chance of a lifetime what do you say all of the perks from junior varsity and join us live on a bonus episode to have your say and ask questions as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions and the final tier Hall of Fame when do you plan to start living if there's anyone out there that loves our work this much then we want to speak with you so you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us we appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers we love doing this and we appreciate you all you can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, Ravens! So, we are here in Judgment Land. It is time to officially give our judgments. So, Emily, who was your favourite performer of this episode? I have Hillary Burton wrote down, mainly because of her scene in the confessional at the church. That was the main seller for me for her to be the ba- the best performer this episode good choice dom well um mine might surprise you but i've actually gone for the guy that plays tim again brett claywell uh, brett claywell okay i will remember that name eventually uh, <laughs> so i go with brett claywell because so hillary burton did a fantastic job but we've seen her range. We know she's we, we know she's good at that. Um, but today we got we got range from Tim. Tim was you know able to show a bit of vulnerability and a, a, he was upset with Nathan for Nathan's horrible comments and his just dim-wittedness in general. Uh, but he's kind of quite fun to be around now, isn't he? So I actually thought he he came across really well and has actually acted really well. So I'm going to go with go with him today. And what about you, Simon? Well, it's predictable that you would have gone with him because he shitted outside and that's what you love to do, so. <laughs> did it cut out? You didn't hear that, did you? I didn't get it, no, my internet stopped working. <laughs> I, I said you would, of course you would have would have done that, would have gone with him because he shitted outside and that's what you love. Um, well, I'm actually torn between both of your choices. Um because I feel like Hillary Burton was great in that scene, uh, and then I but I agree as well with mm, with Brett Claywell because he was really good. I'm going to go with Hillary Burton um, because I I think it was really good. She played that scene really well, and she wasn't in the episode as much as some of the other characters, but she really um, really performed really well in that scene. So I'm also going to say Hillary Burton. Uh, Emily, who was your favorite character of the episode? I have Haley wrote down as my favorite character of the episode. Um, what was your reasoning behind that? Oh, it was just a fun episode for Haley, and she 
she didn't really get into the dares even though she was the first person that wanted to do it she didn't do any of the dares that we saw and she just kind of pawned them all off on Peyton I thought that was kind of kind of funny but yeah I I really enjoy Haley's character yeah nice me too Dom uh my favorite character was Mouth hey (laughs) uh I thought he at first was kind of being picked on by skills uh, and it turns out that skills is uh, afraid of himself you know it's just uh, <laughs> like absolutely afraid of everything and um mouth it um didn't sort of take advantage of it but it you know made sure that you know he was quite kind about it and said oh this could be your first pet and so on and so forth and that <laughs> just for his performance on that stage he he uh i think someone commented about the amount of times we said thrusting uh last week or the week before and he was he was thrusting away on that stage with his with his tiny little hips wasn't he <laughs> what a great guy but he, he did it really well as well he, he was close to getting the um uh, best performer uh award for me this week but i think tim just slightly outweighed it there but he was definitely the best character for me nice who is well, who was your favorite Tim is going to be my choice for character. Um, yeah, I, I can, I can. He's actually quite sensitive, I think, um, and I can relate to some of those, some of those things there that that he was going through. And um, yeah, I, I really liked his journey, and he was the comic relief, but he also, like you said, Dom, sort of had that the range of uh, you know his back and forth with Nathan. So yeah. What about your favourite song of the episode, Emily? Emily. <laughs> I come out with Emily. That is because it's uh, it's twenty five to one in the morning here. So, <laughs> sorry, Emily. What is your favourite song of the episode? Um, I have "Collide" by Howie Day, which was playing at the very end of the episode. Oh yeah, nice, Dom. Uh, there were two songs, so that that was one of them. Collide was one of them, and uh, the other one was "Dare You to Move" by Switchfoot, as explained already. Uh, but can I pick "Baby Got Back"? <laughs> yes, you can. I pick, can. I'm going to pick uh, <laughs> Malp. Uh, Marvin Mouth McFadden's uh, version of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby's Got Back for this episode. Nice. Good choice. I'm going to go with the Switchfoot song. I really like that one. Nice. Um, Emily, your favourite line? I have two wrote down. This one we didn't talk about. It's a line that Skills says, Skills says whenever that Felix is coming down um the hallway at the very beginning he says you guys give up yet and then skill says you talk a big game new booty but we about to light your ass up (laughs) 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 and knowing that um antoine didn't read the scripts and that he pretty much had full like improv of his of his lines that i could see him saying that so that made me laugh the second one is whenever that um Brooke and Felix, they're at the cafe, and she says, "Perfect," because I plan on killing you anyway. And he says, "I think we get bonus points for that." <laughs> I thought that one is <laughs> nice. Well, wait, which one are you going to choose? We have to press you for one. Um, just one. Okay, 
you talk a big game, new booty, but I'm about to, we've got to light your ass up. I think that one was. That's a great one. Well, just on that point, because Dom's not able to know this stuff or doesn't get to look it up. So there's an interview I've seen with Antoine Tanner where he says that um, when he when he re- reads the scripts, he only reads his own lines. And he doesn't read anything else in the script. So he said that uh, Mark Swan said that when he he because he'd worked with uh, Antoine Tanner on like Coach Carter and you know things like that. He said that um, when the pilot aired, you know it aired probably like three four months after they filmed it. Antoine Tanner called Mark Swan and was just like, "Wait a minute, these guys are brothers." <laughs> like. <laughs> It's amazing. I was like, this show is pretty good. Like, and he was in the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's brilliant. I mean, uh, in terms of like a, a technique, that's probably quite a good thing to do. Like if you if you only read your own lines, you don't know what's coming. And if he kind of makes up his own lines, he can react the right way, which is quite good. It's quite very method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Uh, who? Um, what was your favorite line, Dom? I've written down a few. So Tim's line, um, all anybody uh, does in this town is brood, pout and get married. That was a good line. Uh, (laughs) I actually wrote down the line, I wonder if she saw me do that line of coke last week. Oh, God. (laughs) It's just what she said. (laughs) She was confessing. Oh my god, what's wrong with you? you know I've just got that written down. It's just under my under my <laughs> my column of of lines. It's just there. I don't know why I've written it. I don't remember writing it. It's it's there though. <laughs> um but I think my actual favourite line, let's move on very quickly, um, is uh, I don't really need to know the person that you used to be as much as the person you're trying to be, which is Lucas's line that he says to Anna. I think that was my favourite line. That's and what about one. yours, Simon? Mine is the one that uh, Fergie said, when it's just like, when the cougar ate their ass. <laughs> <laughs> it really cracked me up. Not okay, Emily. Oh, God, I can't believe you wrote that down. <laughs> I just wrote it down. For whatever reason, I actually, it just... I've actually, I, I sort of in bold the character names normally. I don't know if you can see, but yeah. it's, it's just there in bold. There you go. <laughs> just your your favorite line was Peyton talking about her doing her own line of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so okay, Emily, favorite background performer. I picked the girl that um, Lucas asks to take the picture of him with the saleswoman. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Dom? Uh, I've actually written the same. I've put shout out to the priest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the priest. But um, the the other lady that he says, oh, excuse me, can you take the, the picture of us? Because she's like, hmm, a nice young man to take a picture of. <laughs> and then sort of snaps the photo. She's uh, like, oh, is that on. is that a is that a phone with video and camera on video <laughs> and photos? <laughs> uh, I chose. I am choosing the guy that gives Peyton and Haley the pickled eggs. He nice. had tattoos on his arms. I was like, oh, okay, there you go. Just... <laughs> there was a random guy sitting in the showroom when the when what's her name comes in to to buy the car. 
and Keith appears. There's just one random guy sitting right in the corner, just doing nothing. But I think he's reading a magazine or something. I was going to pick him, but I think the lady in the in the store is a lot better. Nice. Okay, and then last but not least is the precious precious rating and it comes with a lot of pressure this week like i said people have been messaging specifically about this i i don't think you said you don't think you've heard it yet emily but i really on the last episode i really went in i gave it my all to convince dom on the rating and uh part of me feels like i should have saved it for now but i have you in my corner so we can do this together so we're gonna say it on three or after three so one two three say do you both have a number in your minds yes yes i do did you have this number before we started this podcast episode i'm not sure i've really struggled with the number today really struggled with the number well has it gone up or down or it's fluctuated. Okay. And Emily, <laughs> yours has been consistent? Yeah, mine's the same. Okay. I think I think we both know where it needs to be, I hope. <laughs> Dom, <laughs> we'll find out, my friend, if you're going to be the Felix of this episode. Oh, <laughs> but... oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. Uh, Okay, one, two, three, ten. Nine. Dominic, let let us begin. (laughs) (laughs) This is like episode six of season one, when they go out and there's the thing, the thing, the second, the third, and all of that stuff. This (laughs) is a classic. This is a ten. Emily Emily was the first person to pick an episode in season two and requested this episode specifically. Since then, I, so almost all of our episodes of season two have been taken by people now, pretty much. There's only a couple that haven't been. Pretty much every single person requested this episode. Like, but it was obviously it was already taken. Um, because it is <laughs> special, we have all of the characters. We've got some new dynamics. We have comic relief. We've got Keith. Keith's got a new interest. He's, he's test driving. We have Tim. A lot more Tim. That's great. We love all of that. He's pooing outside the one thing that you can't do or have done in your past. There's, you know, all of these things. Emily, tell us why you love this episode. You chose this episode specifically. Why this one? Tell Dom. This is actually one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. And that's saying a lot because I have, I, I love this show. And this is one that I always will go to. I can watch it. Don't really need a lot of context. It's really fun. You don't really have to know what's been going on because it it doesn't really move the story along, but that doesn't make it any less fun. Loved it. I loved it, Emily. Dom. Do us a favor, yeah? Take that stick out of your prison purse and join <laughs> us at a 10. It's, Why is it, it not a 10? Why? It's, it's difficult because it almost wasn't a 9. Oh my god! 
You're worse now, than Felix. The, the only reason, right, I'm, I'm now starting to... <laughs> that's what you said. Worse than Felix, you are scum. Um, <laughs> I, I'm basically Nicky now, right? <laughs> you're, a, you're, you're Nicky's stain on the carousel. Oh. So sorry, great. Emily. I'm so sorry. Great. But if he's going to say this is not even... If he's trying to make this an eight, we have to go there. He's no, no, I'm forcing I'm, me. I'm happy with picking nine. The reason I, I was floating, I was unsure of, of the number is the lack of Dan, the lack of um, Whitey again, uh, the lack of sort of story moving forward um, uh, and just like a couple of other points like the the, the general Felix side of the episode I, I didn't enjoy uh, and I found it very difficult to watch. Um, it was quite uncomfortable. The rest of it actually was very good. It was a very good episode. And um, like uh, Emily said, it's a really good, fun episode. And it almost didn't need the story to move forward um, because it was that, um, what is it that you've called them before? Like ice, palate not cleanser. Icebreaker. Palate cleanser. It was an icebreaker. Like a really sort of decent palate cleanser. And um, I don't know whether I'm just holding... There are episodes in season one that I've given tens to and they've been, like, right up there, like, really quality episodes. And I think that they just hold a slight higher... I don't know, essence. There's just just a feeling about them that slightly... They just give off slightly more. And I don't know whether that's because they had to advance the story so quickly... Um, because they thought they were going to be cancelled. It's like, we need to get these big things in now because we might not have a season two. And because they know they've got time with this season, it's taken a little bit longer to get there. And I feel like it's just... The the Felix episode today is is kind of... Just Felix in general today was, was horrible and, and watching it was really uncomfortable. And the rest of it, just, you, you know, my thoughts on, on there needing to be Dan and Whitey, but Tim was great. Tim was fantastic. Well, all of them were fantastic, really, and, and funny. And Keith getting a nice, you know, moment, and he's got someone who's, you know, paying a bit of interest in him. And actually, it's kind of like he's opened his eyes and he's looking out to the rest of the world now. It's kind of, now his attentions aren't aren't all on Karen and, and Lucas. Um, but I just feel like the the slight bits that edge it away from being a 10... Are, are the important bits to me that, that would make it a 10. So in my eyes, well, it's, it's still a 9. Well, well, firstly, firstly, thank you for your explanation. It's great. Uh, but in the real world here, uh, <laughs> the, I had someone message me today um, because these episodes have just come out saying... Um, they were disagreeing with our rating from our last episode. Um, so I don't want to spoil it for you, Emily, because you haven't got there yet. But they were saying we rated the last one quite high. And they said, <laughs> oh, I would have rated that one a little bit lower because that episode, episode four, is a setup episode for episode five. <laughs> so that this is the home run episode that the last episode was setting up. And if you think about it, that was what was happening. A lot of the pieces were being put in place to set up this amazing, great 10 out of 10 episode. Now, I'm not budging on my 10. Um, Emily, I'm, how do you feel about your 10? I feel pretty good about my 10. I, Like I said, this is one of my favorite episodes. And I know it's one, 
of like a fan favorite as well because a lot of people reference this episode and this is just it was a fun filler episode it didn't really move the story along but it was still fun and like this is what I think when I think about season two of One Tree Hill this is the episode that I like instantly think of so that's a really good way of putting it that that's how I think feel as well when I think of season two I think of this episode in fact this is when I so I met Michael Coppin in real life I said on the last episode very briefly at a comic-con and instantly yes. that was the first thing I said to him I was like I loved you in in the dare night episode um and I always remember I know it's see I know it's episode five I don't know it's this is an important one Dom um Emily and I are saying that it's a 10 um we basically already have you in terms it's two against one so if we have to we will force you <laughs> to a well, 10 but we don't want to do that we want you to come willingly well, sounds why? terrible what was kind of nice to hear was that the other listeners rating and them saying that they would have rated the last one lower because this one is higher. And I remember I changed my rating for the previous episode, so episode three, to higher because yeah. they said that one was slightly better than, than that one. Was that right? I gave it a higher. The Are one you where talking we had about the Tree one Hill with Talk. Tree Hill Talk? I think yeah. that was episode two, I think. Yeah, so I, I gave that one a slightly higher rating because the next one was um, not as good. And they were like, you'll remember it, you'll remember it, it will be better. And I think you're both, you, you both have to remember that you've seen all of it. I haven't. So I, I can't say that this is a 10 uh, and better than all the other episodes of season two because I haven't seen them. So I don't know. So I'm, I'm basing this on previous and now and this one. So uh, at the moment, it's still a nine. The only well, way you, but... you, the only way you're going to get me to a ten is if you drop the rating of the last episode. No, that's not how that works. Well, there's yeah. two of there's two of us, and uh, and we both say it's a ten. One of you, you one, if... one of you's in Oklahoma. <laughs> you can't you can't get at me. <laughs> you think you're safe? You're oh God, safe. red 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 dots again. <laughs> I. It this this is a ten. I'm not budging. I can t- I know that Emily's not budging. This is a ten. I the, the only get out I will give you is on another episode on the next episode or in the future. I will remember like we can you can have one in the column, you know that you have conceded. And then if there's one where we're disagreeing, and this can this can this can transition over to Star Trek if you want like the, our <laughs> column here of, of remainders and if there's one that you want to disagree on you know i will remember and do the solid back <laughs> so if i if i promote this to a 10 or upgrade this to a 10 from my perspective mm-hmm. it comes with an asterisk and that will be that somewhere not an down... asterisk something a I don't want to say asterisk because asterisk makes it's like there was something wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with this episode. No, it's just a 10. But just like as a little like note to uh, and a footnote added that for whatever reason Dom had objected to this being a ten, and we need to consider that in the future. And I don't like this. No, I don't like but this. But it's exactly I'll... what you just said. But no. I've just, I, I've just added a symbol. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't want that symbol because an asterisk in a record book is like something happened. Someone took steroids to win, so they put an asterisk next to it. Someone so, didn't like... coke. <laughs> <laughs> Last week. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Dom, I feel like you're being unreasonable. Uh, I actually think, if anything, you're showing yourself up in front of Emily. It always comes back to me being an embarrassment and shitting in in public, which I did not do. I think you're you're shitting in our faces right now with your attitude and with your blatant disrespect. I've told you many, many times again, you're a guest in this house of One Tree Hill. You will respect it. This is a 10. Don't maybe bring Paul Johansson back on and say it to his face. That I'll his, say, oh, oh, Paul, Ant- the episode that you weren't in was a 10. Yeah, that'd go down really well, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, Simon. Come on. Let's have a point. <laughs> what if I told you Paul directed it? He didn't. No, I'm making things up. He I just... Because I would have noticed that. <laughs> It's a 10. It's a 10. Emily, it's a 10. 10, yep. Dom, it's a 10, yep. Nine. No, we're not... You can't do this. You're a bully. (laughs) I am now mouth to the skills that you are. (laughs) Right, what are we doing? It's a 10. I can't. This isn't this isn't enjoyable listening for people anymore. <laughs> it is. This is what tuned, this is what they come for. They fast they've forward tuned to out. The they've tuned out. They've tuned out. They're they not interested. If I do, you also understand the danger you're putting me in. If I <laughs> if we was to agree to a nine, do you have any idea how quickly Magdalena and Merrin would be at my house <laughs> with weapons? I like I wouldn't even be able to make it out in the streets. No no Dan, no Whitey, no plot moving forward. Nine. <laughs> it's, it's a good nine. No. It's Emily helped me here. I'm not I'm not dissing the episode. It's a it's a really good episode. It's a but it's a really good nine. Yeah, you look in my We've gone to, we've gone to Emily's famous book to see if we can <laughs> Drum off a ten. <laughs> I'm looking. Okay, Nathan and Tim, Girl Scout uniforms. That's worth the ten. Yeah. Dom, Tim, shit it outside. Don't be jealous because <laughs> you can't do it. You did it once in your childhood. And you got trauma from it. You never done it again. Just Simon, just... you have to drop that. <laughs> You dropped it on the floor. It wasn't <laughs> me, mate, was it? <laughs> Listen. These little stories that you you pass off for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> what are we what are we saying? It's a ten. Come on. This is a ten. I'll tell you what, right? I'll do you the solid that this is a ten. Right? But if you if you look back at this at the end of season two and you think actually no you were wrong it's not a ten then what we'll do is we'll we'll ask Emily to come back and we'll have a separate episode literally just debating this rating. 
That's how think, much it means. Do you think, Emily, I'm asking Emily now, not you, you can you can log off if you want. <laughs> but Emily, do you think that by the time I watch the next episode, let's say the next three episodes, that this episode is definitely a 10? So I'll get to episode eight and I'll think, yes, episode five was absolutely 10 because these are sevens. I I can honestly say yes. I think I think you would think it was a 10 compared to the next three. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I trust Emily. I trust Emily a lot more than Simon. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to upgrade it to a 10, but I will uh, look back at this episode. I won't forget. Simon will think I will forget. I will not forget. And Emily, I will oh. message you and say, what, what, episode, what episode was it? <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, the thing is, is no one's listening because they, they clicked off of this because... <laughs> they thought it was three hours long and they were like, yeah, we're not listening to this today. Emily's listening, it's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I care about. <laughs> so, this episode officially is a 10. I have no energy left in my body but it's a 10. So if you enjoyed this episode, then please help us rate, review, subscribe. You can hit us up on social media, Dom. At Ravens Podcast on Instagram. And you can find all of our Patreon stuff at ravenshoops.net. Why Ravens Hoops, Dom? Because basketballs go through... Hoops. But they also go through... Nets ravenshoops.net Emily you have been amazing it has been a joy to have you with us we can't wait to have you uh, back again on season 3 message me later or tomorrow or whenever and and pick out your episode Um, there's only uh, there's only uh, one episode and you can probably already guess but that one's already uh, yeah I figured I figured I wouldn't have wanted it because I don't think I could have handled it. <laughs> it's a big episode. Ah, Dom's face. Um, <laughs> We're giving that a 10 now, are we? <laughs> Why? Honestly. You, you don't, you have no idea, Dom. No idea. Your yeah. little brain will be fried. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Emily, you've been amazing and it's always a joy. Um, and join us on some, one, of, one of the bonus episodes at some point. Yeah, I will try to. Um, you guys normally have them during the day, so I'll I'll see if it lines up with my schedule. So what, what we'll, we'll try, try and do, do is, an evening. We'll try and do one at like 10 o'clock. So 10 o'clock at night here will be like when you finish work over there kind of right. time. So if we aim to do one at around that time, then hopefully a few more people can join us. It'll be a nice little chat. But yeah, well, what Simon said, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's great talking to you. I don't get to talk to uh, any One Tree Hill fans other than when they join us on the podcast. So it is, it is great for me and it's so nice and keep sending your messages in and, and thank you so much for your support. And it means a lot that um, you join us on the podcast as well. I have a lot of fun with you guys. So I, I will definitely be back. <laughs> season three. I'll, I'll know. I'm... I'll know. Whatever episode you come on, I'll have to give it a ten. So, okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry that the we the the humour went off a little bit this time. We got a little bit too comfortable. So, <laughs> uh, well, that's but... a good thing. You're being honest. 
Oh, good. Good. Okay. Um, well, let's go into our Ravens on three. So we're going to go in Kiwi. So do you have any idea how to do a Kiwi accent? No. <laughs> Me neither, but I always ask Dom because he's great at accents. So he does a little bit and I try and copy. So Dom, give us a bit of Kiwi. I've just got to try and avoid doing Australian. I can't really differentiate between the two because I'm not very good at that. <laughs> It's kind of like uh, Ravens on three. Is that too Australian? It's a little Australian. Ravens. I guess they're like they're like Australian, but a little bit more of a tight mouth. <laughs> a t- a <laughs> kind of a... Ravens on three. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ravens, you got so Emily. Try it. Can you do Australian but with a tight mouth? <laughs> Who's your favourite Australian? Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, he's an Aussie. But now to think about him, but now talk with a toy's mouth. (laughs) Good aim, right? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I don't know if I can say Ravens that way. You will. You'll find out. Dom, can us, can us in. <laughs> All right. Ravens on three. <laughs> One, two, three. Ravens. 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 <laughs> <laughs>